The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube as we are there for you. You can check out Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Got a ton of great videos up, including this program, The Brian Bailey Show, Mike Houston's weekly press conference. Coming up later today, we'll have the video from Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell, as we'll hear from them coming up later on this uh afternoon and we'll have the audio version on our show on thursday you can watch the video on youtube tonight uh we'll get things kicked off we got a lot of guests to get to uh including the voice jeff charles in about 20 minutes we got ecu women's basketball coach kim mcneil joining us on the fixed nc live line in about 45 minutes or so uh we have wager mcgee talking college football nfl lines coming up at four o'clock and former ECU tight end Bryce Williams will talk pirate football and go pirate radio outdoors at five o'clock. John Moody says, All right, Clipper. Clipper. He said he just left Greenville for Myrtle Beach. Dude. And he's looking forward to the three hour show for his three hour car ride. John Moody headed to see the Pirates take on oklahoma in hoops coming up thursday night we'll be with you watching the game here in the pirate radio studios we'll have a watch along we've got great uh, giveaways we've got pirate radio shirts familiar gift cards and more so check us out seven o'clock thursday night for ecu and oklahoma all right first guest up for today we're going to keep this thing rolling we've done it the last two wednesdays at three o'clock and if you are a sports fan an athlete a coach you know that you got to stick with what works. You got to got to keep those superstitions going. So we're going to talk once again to the head football coach of the J.H. Rose Rampants, Will Bland. He joins us today to kick off a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Coach, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Happy to be back again. Yes, sir. That means y'all won again as uh, J.H. Rose uh, winning in round two of the state playoffs over Terry Sanford, 34-28. to 28. So, uh, Will, what went right for you in that one? Tell us about the win on Friday night. Well, I just, as overall, as the whole game, I think our defense did a great job of being able to um, control the line of scrimmage, be able to stop that run. Terry Sample was a really, really good run team. And um, just get some um, turnovers and play turnover-free football, and we were able to overcome some things in that game and then got the victory. And uh, once again, Will, you uh... – pick up the win so now two straight here in the playoffs but now you go on the road for the first time you got to be road warriors when you take on 71st coming up on uh friday so what's that like will going away from home for the first time uh this playoffs well you know it's my first time going away since i've been the head coach so you know a lot of planning goes into it um i know we're gonna get the kids out a little early um 
dry halfway and stop at a um, go to ground, feed them and stuff, and then um, do a little walkthrough at Fayetteville State University before we play that game. So it's pretty exciting trying to plan all of that stuff out before you get to that game. And uh, it looks like uh, 12-0, and 0, Will, your opponents. So what do you know about this team you'll be facing coming up on Friday? Uh, they are very well coached. They are disciplined, and you know, uh, I'm probably one of the better teams in the state. Uh, as far as the conference that they play, and I don't think their conference is as strong as our conference is. So I think we um, battle tested a little bit, um, being able to play some of the guys like Newburn, Havelock, and Jacksonville in our conference. So I think we a little bit more battle tested than they are. But uh, it's going to be a good game. For sure. Will, uh, what are the keys for J.H. Rose to to play well, to be in the game, to win the game on Friday night? What's your team need to do this week? Well, the same thing we do. We're playing against another team that runs the ball. And, and that just – it feels like, hey, everybody that we go against to are trying to run the ball, run the ball right at us and stuff. And then we just got to be able to um, answer that challenge. And, again, uh, you know, we got to play on their sideline scrimmage, um, limit big plays in that run game, and then force them to throw the ball because – um, they don't throw the ball a lot, so we, we want to get them in, in something that they're not very good at, so we have the opportunity to um, make some plays. And the offense, you know, you just got to keep getting the ball to Micah Allen, um, Jaden Grimes, Clavon Brown, let them guys um, try to uh, will us to victory. So uh, I think we'll be very excited. I think uh, our fans are excited and want to make sure we can um, give them something to cheer about. Well, the old phrase "defense wins championships," but these first two playoff games uh, have been pretty much pretty high scoring. You scored forty five in the win over Croatan, thirty four to twenty eight. The score against Sanford. So you, you praised your defense. You got some stops, but uh, you've been in a couple of high scoring games thus far. What kind of game are you expecting coming up against Seventy First? Well, they can score, and they've been scoring all year long. Their defense is very good. They haven't given um, given up seventy, um, but seventy-seven points all year. So, I think it's going to be if we don't do what we're supposed to do on the defense aspect of the ball, then it might be a high-scoring game because our offense can score. They've been um, lighting up the scoreboard lately, and uh, we just uh, need that defense to just keep improving every week and uh, get us some stops so we can um, get on the board. Well, Rose keeps winning on Friday, and the Pirates will keep winning on Saturday. Your former East Carolina wide receiver, Will, how, how proud of you are the guys, and how nice is it as an alum, as a former guy on this uh, ECU Pirate team, to see them back in a bowl game for the first time in seven years? Oh, well, I can, I'll tell you, I can contest to how I feel when we got that first bowl game when I was playing. I mean, I, I know the guys are excited, been a long time. Um, they put a, a lot of work and effort into it, um, but they just um, even though they got the bowl game now, they still got to stay focused and continue to you know, keep winning throughout the season um, to make that bowl um, trip a special trip. So if, if they can go and do what we didn't do when we was there, we made it all the way to bowl, but we lost the bowl game. So if they can keep winning and win that bowl game, it'd be excited for everyone. Will Bland speaking like a coach as he is, saying keep it, stay focused, uh, one day at a time, one week at a time, and the focus right now for JH Rose is 71st will uh take us through the the next two days what what's uh the rest of your wednesday like and, and what's thursday like as you you gear up for game day on friday well you know today we're gonna come out here um we're gonna start practice at four we'll probably have to move to our game field about 5 15 because it's gonna get dark and we'll finish up on the game field and then um we i've been since i've been head coach i've been going thursday morning so kids come out at 7 a.m thursday we have a hour walkthrough from 7 to 8 and the kids will go back to class and they have the rest of Thursday off. So let's get some time, some quality time, get some rest and stuff. And then give me some rest to hang out with my family also and see them and then get ready for that trip on Friday. 
will bland joining us will keep up the great work man we're wishing you uh, the best of luck and we'll be uh locked into it friday night keeping an eye on what's going on with jh rose and 71st are you uh are there any fans traveling with you are you going to be able to organize that or is everybody kind of on their own getting to the game on friday I think I think we, they're trying to work. I know our moms and stuff are trying to get um, a bus for the kids for now. I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but I think yeah. our band going, our cheerleaders are going now. I think we got a bunch of followers going, so awesome. we got a bunch of people that uh, are planning to make that trip. And then we just want to make sure that uh, we go out there and perform like we have been throughout the playoffs. That's great. Will, we'll let you get back to work. Thanks for joining us for a few minutes, man, and uh, keep on winning. And we'll talk to you again next week. All right, sounds good. Appreciate it. All right, man. There is Will Bland, former Pirate wide receiver, excited about his Pirates and really pumped up about what he's done at J.H. Rose. This is his second season, first year, I guess, since they played during the spring. But uh, Will Bland's done a great job there at uh, head coach with the J.H. Rose Rampants. Tough test, 12-0. Fayetteville 71st coming up on this Friday. All right, uh, before we get a break in, once again we'll set things up we've got the salmon shirted i don't know that's more of a coral coral i think it's a coral color looking uh nice and shite shite Shite. (laughs) i don't think i can say shite i meant to say bright and shiny and i combined (laughs) it into one possible cuss word um looking good over there chain man thank you sir i believe this is called crown and ivy crown and ivory the brand okay Uh, i've got three of these one that is pink one that is uh blue and one that is green the one that is blue i probably will not ever wear to work because it's towards the carolina blue Mm -hmm. category Mm -hmm. so uh so basically you're wearing a spring color in the fall yeah you look like an easter egg that's what troy told me this morning he was like (laughs) hey man he's like uh you ready for easter i was like oh is that the holiday coming up i was like is that the only time you can buy jelly beans (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got a date tonight nah man all right i got a date tomorrow night really? oh with you oh, oh. dang i got excited wow what a letdown on you that you got one. excited for me not being able to come to the watch excitement time. i forgot about the watch along for a moment i was excited uh and by the way if you are a um a oh god <laughs> uh you know a 20 something female listening or whatever age or a uh, father or a mother listening that has a, a beautiful daughter that would like a great man. I think, Shirley, we should do like a... Uh, a dating game for uh, Chandler? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, and, I'm down with it. And just see how bad it can go. <laughs> 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 and make it a, uh, a topic on the show every day. Like, all right, Chandler. Contestant number two. <laughs> Where do you love to eat? <laughs> If Chandler were to take you out to play mini golf, what snack would you order at the snack bar? Hmm. That's a good one. Hmm. Hmm. Speaking of uh, <laughs> Redbeard asking, did you, <laughs> did you get that? It's not really a shirt. It's a pullover, right? Yeah. Yes. That pullover, the same place you got those Bruno Mark shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I did not get this from Walmart. Chandler got that uh, pullover for $5.95. <laughs> nah, yeah. that baby looks pricey over there, it's man. It's pricey, baby. You dropped a pretty penny on that one. Try to look nice. By the way, our, um, looking weird. our uh, Blake Harrell smear campaign rolls on Today? and yes. i mean we, we, we just got more and more 
comments um by the way if you were tuned in yesterday we were and somehow my jorts uh tweet disappeared i don't know what happened to it but oh wow Uh-oh. i was i was very upset i, I thought that, i thought that was on point i got it deleted um so i said yesterday blake carroll is overrated and not a good coach facetiously as if to say we wish he would stay here at east carolina because he is a great coach so uh we like to have fun we like to laugh and make people laugh and we have uh, there's a lot of funny people on the internets that follow this show and uh the toilet paper on one Twitter. was really funny leonard said that uh blake harrell hangs his toilet paper under oh, rather man. than it's, over yeah what a jerk yeah, that's a jerk move <laughs> drew says uh he's horrible wish we still had brian mitchell Yikes. oh yikes i saw brian mitchell one time at the sands club in winterville on my way home from uh get cool need story ready go ahead oh uh, yeah i just saw him shopping at sam's club uh we were on the way home from a game one weekend on a sunday my mom used to love to stop at the sam's club there in winterville and there was brian mitchell what was he buying college football for dummies <laughs> <laughs> cool neat story thank you rohan said he's really bad about texting back so he leaves you hanging he leaves you on red oh blake carroll leaves you on red see that's not good for recruiting (laughs) or if he's on facebook messenger just the little dots that float he leaves you on a floaty dot a floaty dot (laughs) i'm trying to find some that we did not read yesterday uh oh connor actually said he uh met him in the bathroom at clark leclerc and they were the only ones in there, and he chose the urinal right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> or even sus, worse than that, well, that ain't it. if there's three urinals, he, he went to the middle one. Oh. It's like tic-tac-toe. It just blocks, right? So you you, you got to take one of the corners. Oh, no. Always take is a corner. Is that an actual true story? If it is, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Connor also said he heard that he thinks teachers are overpaid. And he gave plastic directly to a turtle. Oh, my gosh. Oh, mercy. Yeah, that is not not good at all. Not good. Uh, Odom says, uh, he said what you said, Chandler. Two th- he said he puts milk in his bowl before he pours a cereal. Mm-hmm. And also, he wears socks to bed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh tiny says he hates sub crushes and he's a bad tipper oh no yeah that's a definite no no that's a definite red flag spooner says he writes personal checks when buying groceries <laughs> what is he 84 along with coupons lots <laughs> of God, coupons play Harold, big couponer he, um, one of those uh what do they call them extreme couponers yes uh, he also says that he whips but on principle never nay nay <laughs> That was the one I liked. I, I like that one. Pretty good. I yeah. like that one. Um, Brad says he thinks wrestling is fake. <laughs> this is a, a low-key good one by Jared. Says that he's on Britney Spears. <laughs> he's on Britney Spears' dad's side. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's a. That's, that's tough. The, oh man, that's tough. Uh, Daniel says he uses dial-up internet. <laughs> so is that you sure yeah that was me that was good uh so yeah those are rolling in as we uh continue to smear blake harrell's good name 
so he won't get hired away. Not that he is. The, this all came from him being a, uh, a finalist on the Broyles Award nominee list. Which means it's a joke. Yeah. It's all, a joke, folks. All a joke, guys. All right, let's get a break in. Uh, we got some stuff going on on Facebook. Uh-oh. Um, Blake Carroll has an Audi. <laughs> And not an any. According to Steve, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh no, Robert. <laughs> oh no. Can Blake, I read this one? Blake Harrell made the deciding vote to send the Greenville Little League team home. Oh <laughs> let's go to break on that one. Oh, that's good. Oh, oh that might end it. That's good stuff. <laughs> that's good stuff. We have funny people. Oh. I like it. All right, let's take a time out, come back. Hopefully, Corey Scott's not watching right now. We will uh, return, talk to the voice, Jeff Turles. Also, later this hour, Kim McNeil will join us. And if you know anything else that Blake Harrell has done or likes, please let us know. Please. <laughs> Via Facebook Live or Twitter, because those uh, give me a chuckle. And it's making its rounds. Harold Varner III liked the thread. Big John. Strength and conditioning hey, coach. Co-worker of Blake Harrell. Retweeted it, so uh, it's spreading around. I love it. I yeah. love the fact that he retweeted it. Yeah. Uh, look, we like to laugh. We like to have fun. And you know what? Things are a lot funnier when you're winning football games. That's right. So we'll talk about that with Jeff Charles when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's of Greenville. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Oh, I got some good questions for tonight. I, you know, I actually do have a date tonight. At AJ's. At AJ's. With a whole bunch of boys. Oh. That's right. All right, then. There probably won't be a woman in the room. <laughs> There's a few. <laughs> yeah. Each week. I take that back. There are a few. Ladies are welcome to sports trivia, uh, as are men folk. Uh, if you are just tuning in and are wondering why we're uh, we're on this Blake Harrell gag, um, just made a joke that like we want Blake Harrell here because what he has been able to do with this defense in under two years has been uh, phenomenal, and uh, we want him to stay around here. So we were joking that you know in case other schools were interested in his services at defensive coordinator or head coach, perhaps. Yeah. We wanted to to run a little smear campaign and not let teams think he was a good coach. So um, we're we're getting or a good person. <laughs> <laughs> just a, we want to turn him into just a bad human being. 
uh so i threw out a few and and now you folks are throwing out some things you heard about blake carroll that aren't true um jonathan says uh blake carroll said lexington style barbecue is far superior to eastern north carolina barbecue steve said blake carroll thinks gas prices are too low uh jay says blake carroll is pen pals with jeffrey dahmer yikes (laughs) all right mike oh okay never mind blake harrell brings vegetable loaves to super bowl parties i was going to take a little offense to that because uh for my fantasy drafts when we have um brats wings great meats i like to bring a veggie tray they call me veggie tray brock around uh, these parts. yeah i've heard oh, no. that's you that's me oh I'm wow the, but uh the legend of veggie uh the veggie tray brock never had a vegetable loaf before um man. what is a vegetable loaf <laughs> i don't know it sounds pretty bad that doesn't sound tasty at all <laughs> blake harrell downvotes youtube videos of troops coming home to surprise their kids oh no oh coach harrell that's from mike oh my goodness blake harrell thinks ncaa should go from tackle football to flag football and uh worst of all from steve blake harrell listens to josh graham instead of pirate radio live (laughs) (laughs) quante Quante schmeyer i wish i still had that oh no don't let troy hear this one kenny says blake harrell he heard that blake harrell likes the time change (laughs) (laughs) blake harrell loves darkness at 3 30 in the afternoon oh Oh, gosh you guys are funny and you want him as your head coach (laughs) thank y'all jokes on you for being funny and playing along it makes me laugh and i love to laugh so keep them rolling in uh, let's now head out to the Fixed NC Live line and visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how you doing? Cliff, I'm doing great. i tell you what, November is really hectic, isn't it? When you have football and basketball going on at the same time as we get ready to head to Navy on Friday with a football team. And Joe Dooley's basketball team will play three games in four days in Myrtle Beach. And they will play tomorrow night against Oklahoma at 7 it's kind of a little different schedule down there. They'll play Thursday and Friday, will not play Saturday, and then we'll play Sunday in that eight-team tournament. So a lot of Pirate sports going on these days. Yes, sir, and so far it's been a November to remember for the Pirates. A lot of winning going on, Voice, and you called a W at the Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium on Saturday. A frantic finish like we've seen quite a bit this 2021 season, but how about the Pirates, Jeff, getting it done in overtime? You were able to paint it purple for win number six and uh, just a fantastic celebration you were able to watch on the field after that game. Yeah, no doubt about that. It was so good to see the guys with those big smiles on their faces clip, and they have worked so hard. They put their blood, sweat, and tears in this program since Coach Houston has been here, and it's not always been pretty, as we know. They've had to take their lumps, and it's just good to see these guys get rewarded and so uh, it, it was special. It really was, and especially to win a game like they did last week. I, I thought one of the key drives in the game was the drive that the Pirates had after the adversity struck when Memphis scored that first touchdown and got the short field after the interception and, and punched it in and, and had that drive to tie the score. They answered there. Coaches always like to talk about 
How are you going to answer after adversity? I thought that was big. And then, of course, that last 75-yard drive was huge, and there were so many big plays in that drive late in the game. And then, of course, uh, the overtime period, as we know, was was outstanding. And I know in, when it happened and leaving the press box and, and talking to people down on the field, everyone was surprised that Ryan Silverfield, the coach at Memphis, decided to go for two. But he did. He wanted to win it right then and there. And, of course, the Pirates were, were right there on the spot, thanks to Bruce Bivens, who did a great job on that last play. And they knocked the ball down, and the Pirates celebrated. So it was a great win. And and here in the last number of years, it's been tough to beat Memphis. And uh, Memphis's program is, has taken off, as we know, while the Pirates have gone the other way. So it was good to see the balance of power switch there for at least one game and see the Pirates beat Memphis. Jeff, you've called thousands of games. You've watched millions of games. And uh, I was thinking about it, you know, in basketball, if a team – you know, kind of dominates and, and they're playing well, but they miss free throws. The, that comes back to haunt them. In baseball, you can uh, be pitching well and, and hitting well, but if you strand guys on third, you usually lose that game in the end. And in football, when you have all those opportunities to cash in touchdowns when you get into the red zone and you settle for field goals or don't score at all, that almost always comes back to bite you. So the Pirates could have put up a lot more points on Saturday than they did, and usually the team that leaves those points on the field loses the game. It was great to see it not go that way this time. But, Jeff, uh, usually when it, when you, you see a game play out the way it did, uh, ECU is not winning that game on Saturday. Kudos to them for, for getting it done. And, you know, Cliff, it's even worse if you're missing field goals once you get down in the red zone. But thank goodness for Owen Daffer now. They were yeah. chip-shot field goals from 21, 24, and 27. But at least they did get points. You want to get six, of course. They had to settle for three. But you did get some points. And so, you know, it's, it is hard. And what you say is a good point. Usually it does come back to haunt you in the end. But you know, the Pirates just dominated that game, Clip. They really did. I mean, you look at the stats at the end of the game, and you would have thought the Pirates won the game by at least two, if not three, touchdowns. And they were the better team on the field last week. And, uh, you know, it showed with the final result. Now, you know, we we live on this fine line of success and failure. And if they complete the two-point conversion and the guy just happens to make a play, then you lose the game. And I was thinking – my goodness, before that game, if they punch one in here and get the two-point conversion and the Pirates lose, is this one ever going to be hard to come back from? But thank goodness uh, for ECU's sake that they were able to hold there and, and get the win. And you know, A lot of folks will ask me, well, what's it like on the plane ride back home after that? And I'll tell you what, after the game and on the field in the locker room, the guys are really, really excited. And then when they get on the plane before the plane takes off, uh, on the plane, the guys are excited, and the coaches let them hoop and holler and have fun. But usually when the plane gets up in the air, they're so tired after the game that uh, everybody's asleep back there after about five minutes in the air. And and uh, then, they, of course, we had the nice uh, welcome home committee here in Greenville when they came back from the airport, and so they got fired up again for that. But it's not like uh, I know a lot of people think that there's a big joy ride with a lot going on on the airplane all the way back. That's not the case. Uh, that's not the case. The guys are really tired, sore, and beat up, and, and they're they're asleep pretty quick once the plane gets up in the air. Jeff Charles will be on the call when East Carolina takes on Navy and then the regular season finale against Cincinnati. 
uh next friday after thanksgiving here 3 30 kickoff at uh, daddy ficklin stadium on abc and then jeff uh you're going bowling again and uh have you you looked at your options uh voice do you have a a bowl game picked out in mind that you'd like to see the pirates go to and that you'd like to travel to yeah, I would like to make an easy clip and go down to Myrtle Beach, and I think a lot of Pirates fans would enjoy going to Myrtle Beach. It's only three hours and 15 minutes from Greenville, and I think it would be terrific, and it's before Christmas, and people could go, and they could travel, and I think the the stadium, I have been in the stadium there, not to broadcast a game at Coastal, but I've been there as a fan and saw them play there a couple of years ago, and it's a very, very nice stadium. It's not big. But that's not a bad thing either because they will be able to fill it with an East Carolina and maybe a Coastal Carolina matchup, and so it would be a great atmosphere. So, yeah, I would like to see that. I would put that at the top of my priority list. And then, of course, uh, Orlando I think is still a possibility, and I know the Dowdies who are very involved in the curable would love to have East Carolina and Orlando some year and play in the bowl game there. Uh, there are some numerous opportunities uh, in, in addition to those as well, Clip. But, you know, I've been around this a long time, and I know there's a lot of horse trading that goes on late uh, before the deadline and before these bowl games actually get filled. And so I don't think we can really right now project uh, very accurately as to where the Pirates might play in a bowl game. Uh, but I do think that uh, it's going to be an exciting opportunity for the players and and for the fans, I'm really happy for those folks, Cliff, that the fan base really needs a shot in the arm here. You know that as well as anyone. And for them to stick their chest out and talk about going to a bowl game and hopefully a game that's close enough to travel to, uh, it, it will be a lot of fun for Pirate fans. And then, of course, for the players and, and the coaches, it's a great reward for their hard work, too. So you really can't, can't go wrong. Uh, I just hope. The bowl the Pirates do play in is, you know, within driving distance so Pirate fans can go. Talking to Jeff Charles on the Fixed NC Live Line, it's awesome to wrap up that sixth win and not have to worry about doing it this Saturday against Navy. The Pirates are a favorite against the midshipmen, but we know how much trouble Navy has given East Carolina over the years. Jeff, let's uh, switch gears and, and talk some hoops. Uh, the 3-0 and basketball Pirates set to take on Oklahoma coming up on Thursday night. Joe Dooley's team off to a good start, and man, they lit it up on Sunday, Jeff. 59 first-half points. Tristan Newton and company were hitting everything from the outside, and uh, if you play that way, Jeff, you're going to win a lot of games this year. The problem is that that's tough to repeat, and, and we kind of saw that in the second half when things slowed down. In fact, that's back-to-back games where the Pirates had big leads, and you know, and you see this uh, across sports. You, you kind of take your, your foot off the gas. The other team gets going a little bit. So, But, heck, if you score 59 in the first half, Jeff, you can have a lull in the second half. Uh, but a good start to the season here after kind of a sluggish game one. Pirates have looked pretty good in uh, games two and three. Clip, they really have. And you get caught up in the style of play that Western Carolina plays. Now, we knew going into the game they were going to shoot a lot of threes. <laughs> My goodness, they yeah. shot 46-3 Crazy. in the game. And uh, I, I know in talking with Joe Dooley on the postgame show after the game, I said, Joe, have you ever been involved in a game in which you know a team has shot 46 threes? And he says, no, I don't think that's ever happened before. But it looks like that's the way Justin Gray wants his Western Carolina Catamounts to play. So they just run up and down the floor and, and shoot threes, and you kind of get caught up in that kind of a game. And so it was racehorse basketball up and down the floor and 
A lot of threes being uh, shot, a lot of points being scored, entertaining, certainly for the fans. But but you're right, and it was good to see Tristan have such a big game. He had 30 points. Uh, Tristan's the key to this ball club. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, they've changed up their rotation a little bit, Cliff, in the backcourt, where now you have Tristan and you have Brandon Suggs starting and Tremont Robinson-White, at least here in the early going, is coming off the bench. And Tremont was a starter last year at the point. So they... I've gone with a little bit of a different lineup there, uh, at least to start games. It was good, too, to see Luigi DeBow play well. Luigi had eight points. He had a couple nice little left-handed hooks with his, his offhand, and he rebounded the ball a little bit, played some pretty good defense. Looks like he's playing with some confidence, Jeff, uh, to start this season. That's a good thing. Yeah, you're right. You just took the word right out of my mouth, uh, Cliff. That's what I was going to say. Early in the game, if you remember, he got that dunk on the baseline. Yeah. And I think it uh, really got him confident for the rest of the game. And Luigi then played really well. Now, the competition is going to be ratcheted up about two or three levels when the Pirates play Oklahoma and then, of course, when they play against Memphis. Uh, Western Carolina was not very big. They had one 6'10 guy, and I don't think he ever got in the paint. He just wanted to stand out there and shoot threes. So they had you know a bunch of 6'5", six, 6'6 six, six guys inside. So... Uh, the Pirates did have a big advantage on the front line. They took advantage of it. And uh, Brandon Johnson, uh, again, you know, he looks really good, the freshman, and he was able to take advantage of his superior size and athleticism inside. So, yeah, there were a lot of guys that are playing well right now. I think we'll know a lot more uh, about the Pirates once they get back from Myrtle Beach. Oklahoma's going to be tough. I mean, they're like a preseason top 25 team, so you know they are really, really good. And then the Pirates will play either Old Dominion or Indiana State, and neither one of those two games will be easy. So we'll find out a little bit more about the Pirates after the weekend, and then East Carolina won't play next week at all until uh, next Saturday, a week from this Saturday, and they'll have a home game against Coppin State. So it's been a lot of basketball here, and, you know, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle, as you well know, Clip, with football still going on. But you know, the Pirates have already played three games. They're going to play three more in – in Myrtle Beach, and by Sunday night, they will have already played six games. Jeff Charles joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Looking forward to Pirates Sooners. We'll be watching it here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll have a watch-along presented by Familia. We'll be giving away uh, gift cards and also Pirate Radio t-shirts. So hang out with us Saturday night. We'll be on, uh, or excuse me, Thursday night at 7 o'clock. We'll be on Facebook and YouTube, so you can watch the game and uh, hang out with us here at Pirate Radio. And, uh, Again, great uh, start to the season for Joe Dooley's guys. East Carolina's football team with six wins now, uh, trying to get number seven on Saturday. And uh, just, uh, I don't know, Jeff, a, a breath of fresh air, a lot of positivity around Pirate Nation. When you returned home, there was uh, fans awaiting at the airport for the, the football team. And you, you just hope this translates into ticket sales and people joining the Pirate Club. And uh, hopefully this uh, this thing will pay dividends, this winning that East Carolina starting to do right now because we had some some pretty depressing chats jeff uh 2019 2020 about the losing and then covid and will it ever be as good as it once was and we're still kind of waiting to see that here uh in greenville but man it certainly feels like we're on the the right track anyway jeff and it's uh it's just a, a very positive feeling right now well cliff i have always said this if you give the pirate fans a product they will come out and they will support it and that's what we're beginning to see now. Now, there's a lot of damage that still needs to be repaired. And the season ticket sales going into this year were down. 
uh, from what it used to be. I mean, back in the day, East Carolina used to sell twenty-two to 23,000 football season tickets. This year, it was about twelve. So as you can see, the football ticket base is about half of what it was in East Carolina's heyday. And so somehow, some way, you've got to start selling more football season tickets. Now, with the Pirates having a good year, and if they can finish strong and win a bowl game, I think that certainly season tickets for football next year will will go back up. And, uh, you know, people love winners, and people are quick to jump on the bandwagon. They're quick to jump off the bandwagon, too, if you're not doing very well. But but uh, I've always said that, Cliff. There are really good sports fans here, and I've always said this about East Carolina fans, too. East Carolina has great fans, but just doesn't have enough of them. And, you know, you have to always continue to expand the, the fan base. You have to continue to market and get your product out there and try and get more of the masses involved in it and buying tickets and coming to games and joining the Pirate Club. And, you know, that's always going to be a challenge here. Uh, but, you know, again, East Carolina needs to come back uh, to where it was at those levels a number of years ago when you were doing so much better with the fundraising and doing a lot better with the, the ticket sales. Now, going into next week, uh, I am concerned about the attendance for the game with Cincinnati. And, and uh, let's hope the Pirates beat Navy this week. And let's hope Cincinnati beats SMU and they come in here undefeated and ranked in the top two or three. And, uh, boy, I, w- I would just hope that people come out to that game. I mean, this is going to be, if all that happens, one of the biggest games that we've seen in Greenville in years and years. And I know what you're fighting against. It's the day after Thanksgiving and the students aren't here and you don't know what the weather's like. But, uh, my goodness, uh, if people are ever going to come out to a game to watch a great college football game and, and watch the Pirates have a, have a shot to uh, shock the college football world, it will be next Friday. So, Try and get the word out there to all your friends and family and make plans to be out there and support the Pirates. Because I know one thing, Cliff, those kids will come out with their hair on fire knowing they can make national headlines if they can knock off the Bearcats next week. No doubt. Jeff Charles joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Jeff, have a great call coming up Saturday in Annapolis. We'll check in with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate before things get kicked off on Saturday. Thank you for your time today, Voice, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay, Cliff, thanks so much. That is Jeff Charles joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We will take a timeout, come back. The football team is winning. Basketball 3-0. And the women's basketball team picking up their first win of the year earlier this week. They'll go for two in a row coming up Thursday at 11 a.m. Early tip-off time in Menjee's Coliseum for Education Day. Excited. Shirley Rhodes will be on the PA for that game. You said the football team is winning. Do you mean ECU or do you mean Washington? Washington has won one in a row, looking for two in a row against Cam Newton and the Panthers. Everybody's winning. It is. Uh, everybody. Everybody. Winning. We will thank you, Charlie Sheen. We will hear from Kim McNeil, head basketball coach of the ECU Women's Basketball Pirates, when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your clo- uh, your host, woo, uh, Clip Rock. Hey, Shirley. Hello, Chandler. Jeez. Hello, folks. Wager McGee joining us in about 10 or 12 minutes or so to kick off hour number two, but we got to wrap up hour number one first and we'll do that. By talking some ECU women's basketball, here's what's on tap. Coming up Thursday night, we've got Pirates and Oklahoma. Joe Dooley's Pirates taking on the Sooners. We'll be with you. We have a watch-along coming up 7 o'clock. Thursday night, we'll be here giving away prizes, familiar gift cards, Pirate Radio shirts. We'll have a good time. Saturday, we're with you 11.30 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to the 3.30 kickoff East Carolina Navy. But before that, you got an opportunity to go see the ECU women's basketball team at 11 a.m. Minji's Coliseum on Thursday. Shirley Rhodes will be on the PA. And the head coach of the women's basketball Pirates, Kim McNeil, joins us right now on the Fixed NC Live Line. Coach, appreciate your time as always. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, and uh, congratulations on picking up win number one of the season, 81-52 to against Gardner-Webb. And, and Coach, always tough to – to start out a season with a couple of losses because your players are working so hard in the offseason to gear up for the season, and you have two road games to start. So, look, it's a long season, a lot of games, but how important was it to come back with a, a good performance at home and uh, pick up that win after starting 0-2? You know, it, it was definitely good. It felt good to get back in the winning column. Um, obviously, like we try not to put too much um, focus on getting a win, but more so focusing on us getting better. Um, which is is definitely the daily conversation of us just getting better as a team, continuing to get better individually. And if we do that, then the wins will come. And I thought, you know, you saw a glimpse of of what this team can be and and, and how we want to play in in Monday night's game. And, Coach, uh, when you look at the stat sheet, uh, there's a Ken McNeil stat that's really uh, standing out for your team, and that's 17 steals. Uh, 29 turnovers for Gardner-Webb. When you think about Kim McNeil, East Carolina women's basketball, you think of that pressure defense and forcing turnovers. So you had to be happy with that 17 steals number, I would imagine. Definitely proud of that. Definitely proud of the 29 um, turnovers that we forced. Not too happy with the 18 turnovers we had. Um, But if you look at uh, even more into the stat sheet, we had 34 points off of those turnovers and 50 points in the paint. So um, that means we were, you know, getting out in transition and converting, which is what we did not do at half. And I think that's where a majority of our turnovers came from. I want to say we had 12 or 13 in the first half. So we did a much better job coming out after after halftime and and, and, um, taking care of the ball and, and letting our defense create some offense for us. Coach, this is Shirley. I wanted to ask you a question. When you came in uh, in year one for East Carolina, you had uh, an idea of what your program, you know, as far as a blueprint of what you wanted the East Carolina basketball program to be. Can you kind of uh, walk us through how far you think you've come between year one and year three? Well, I'll just share with you guys, I think, a conversation that Coach Corey had with Snyder Thompson the other day that I think will sum it all up. 
he was watching film with her um, after the High Point game, and, and she uh, broke on a pass um, in the press that we've been trying to get her to do for two years now. And, and she told him, she goes, I finally get it. I finally understand it after three years. So she's like, you know, I can only imagine what the transfers are going through and what the new kids are going through. So um, to say that, it, it just shows it takes time. You know, it takes time to understand our system. It takes time to um, understand what we're trying to get out of the press. And, you know, my, my thing is I'm just trying to emphasize to the young ladies, like, you know, don't hold back. You know, let us pull you back. You know, take some chances. Take some, some risks. And let us pull you back. It's so much easier to pull a kid back because you feel like they're being too aggressive or they're getting out of position than it is to try to kind of ramp them up. So, you know, we, we've got three new kids in the starting lineup, you know, three new kids that have never played in this system. Um, and so, you know, it, it's going to be a, a learning curve. Um, but I, I, I think it's finally starting to click a little bit. But as the season go on, goes on, it'll click, start to click even more. And you mentioned those uh, newcomers. You've got seven transfers and seven returning players. So you've kind of got a little mix there, a balanced mix. But how is the team gelling so far? Oh, our chemistry is really good. Um, we spent a lot of time on that this summer because I knew that was going to be, you know, something that we needed to work on with seven new kids and, and, and four kids coming from a different program, coming from a different philosophy, coming from a different style of play. And so we did a lot of things this summer to really um, help our chemistry. Um, and, and on the court just comes with, you know, just playing with each other more and understanding, you know, how, where people want to score and what their strengths are. And then just people buying into their roles and understanding what they can do for this team um, to help us be successful. Talking to Kim McNeil on the Fixed NC Live line, Shirley Rhodes will be in Menchie's Coliseum coming up Thursday, 11 a.m. on the PA. You might be able to hear her over the screaming fans uh, that will be there coming up on Thursday. Coach, how much do you enjoy this education day? Uh, Thursday, 11 a.m., East Carolina taking on Hampton. It's, uh, it's a very unique uh, crowd, a unique atmosphere, and, and one that I'm sure your players enjoy. How much different is that from a, a regular game day in Minji's Coliseum? Well, first 11 o'clock is different, you know, but maybe we, we might be sharper because we haven't spent all day in class. <laughs> So maybe our brains aren't burnt out and we'll be able to uh, lock in and, and get off to a better start. Um, but it, it's it's great to always have fans in Minji's. It was great being back, you know, in Minji's on Monday. I thought we had a good, solid crowd. A lot of student athletes were there. Um, it was our youth uh, sports night, so it was a lot of um, kids from the youth, uh, I mean, kids from the community that were there. So it's always great to play at home. And, you know, my goal this spring and summer is, you know, to find ways to get more people in Minji's. I, I still think COVID – you know, it's going to play a part and maybe, you know, people still not um, comfortable with coming in into an indoor facility with a lot of people. But, you know, my first year here, I think we set the record for the education game. We had about 6,800 kids. Now, we won't have that tomorrow um, because they're just not comfortable with having that many kids in still with COVID. But I think we'll have a little bit over 2,000. So it'll still be loud. It gets us going. It gets the adrenaline flowing. And um, we're looking forward to it. And, Coach, you mentioned the youth sports uh, game on Monday when you guys were able to beat Gardner-Webb 81-52. to I saw a friend of mine, Justin, post on Facebook. He took his team there and talked about how great the experience was and also, you know, how you create a family-friendly environment there at Menji's for your games. And it's great to introduce kids to, you know, the sport of, of college basketball, the sport of women's basketball. I know that's uh, something important to you. It is. Uh, Justin, He, my son actually plays um, on his travel team, the, the Greenville Athletics. Great. Justin, he's, he's a great guy. He's been really, really good for the kids. And 
Um, the whole team was there, and the coaches was there, and Cliff bought his – he came by and some assistants and about 10 or 12 of his players. And I, I, don't, I don't know if the athletes really realize what that does for, for our young youth. I mean, they look up to these guys as role models. And the softball team came by. My daughter's playing softball and soccer. So I had softball and soccer both come by and spend some time, and they, they just made these young kids nights. I mean, they'll be talking about this for months and months and months, and, and that's a responsibility that we have as athletes, you know, to be role models for these young kids and to understand that young kids are looking up to them and, and watching every move that they make. Um, but it's big for me to get in the community. It's big for my team to get in the community. We want to give back. Um, you know, we are blessed. Um, to have what we have, and, and we want to share it, you know. So we, we hope that people will continue to come out and support us. And I know, Coach, you are a big uh, fan of other ECU sports. I've seen you at uh, ECU women's soccer games. Uh, I've caught you. I've, I've actually seen you walking around. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think you were there at the game that they uh, beat uh, uh, Memphis, who was ranked at the time, and that was a huge game. Yeah, we that day we went from baseball to soccer to I think softball was scrimmage in NC State. Um, so I try to I, I think Greenville is a, a great place to raise a family, and my kids have loved it. I mean, every time baseball is playing, my son wants to be there. Uh, we've caught two or three volleyball games this year as well. So it's just a great place, you know, to raise a family, and it's a lot to do. And and I think anytime you can get a young kid on a college campus, I think it's great for them to envision themselves one day being a college student, whether it's you know, being an athlete or whether it's just being a student, it, it motivates them. So I try to keep my kids on campus as much as possible. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of just locally, uh, earlier uh, this year, I want to say it was either last month or the month prior, uh, you had announced that you had signed uh, uh, three incoming players for the uh, 20 or for next year. And all three of them are in-state products one i'm happy you know i happen to be extremely excited about because i've been able to watch her the last four years but uh can you talk about how important it is to go out and recruit local players and especially players that are right here in our home state yeah my um my my is what we call her you know i've been recruiting her since the day i stepped foot on campus here at ecu you know it's all everybody anybody talked to me about when i saw them when I got the chance to see her play, I was like, wow, if we could keep this kid home, um, this would be awesome for our program. This would be awesome for the community. It was a battle. You know, she had, you know, offers from pretty much everybody in the country. Um, and, and we stuck in. You know, there was a, a point in time where I thought, you know, maybe, you know, she didn't want to come to ECU, but we hung in there. We hung in there to the end. And I think at the end of the day, she, she wants to play at home. She wants to play in front of her family. She wants to play in front of her her Farmville community. Obviously, if you come here doing the regional playoffs, I think two years ago when they were able to do it, it was packed. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is a high school regional playoff, all Farmville. So I'm hoping that that will trickle over to next year where people will want to come out and support and people feel like there's a connection with our team because they actually know somebody. It was funny when she came on her visit here, her official visit here, Walking around at the football game, the girls were like, I don't know why she wouldn't come here. Like, everybody knows her. It's like she was a celebrity. Like, we felt like we were walking around with a celebrity with people stopping and talking to her. So, um, I'm extremely excited about Mama. I think um, she she has not even touched her full potential. She's 6'3". She's a lefty. She can shoot the three. She can put it on the floor. She can post up. She can rebound it and, and, and push out and transition for you. Um, but there's still so many things that she hasn't been taught, but I think she's going to have a great future here at ECU. 
Talking to Kim McNeil at Farmville, Shirley, as you know, a basketball factory. Uh, well, <laughs> growing up in Farmville, I can tell you it was a football and basketball factory for many, many years. And uh, I think it's a true testament to your recruiting because if there's one thing that, as you mentioned, that Amaya is – is uh, uh, her central focus is is family and that's something that you really preach within your program it is not just a basketball program it is a basketball family yeah, and and i think that's what helped her you know choose ecu is because she knew she was coming into a family she knew coach Corey and myself would be like mom and dad for her um and i think that was important i mean she knows she has some growth she knows she has some things she needs to work on um and, and she knew we were going to help her with that and um you know, I, I, I just can't say enough about how excited I am about this, and I hope that the community is excited as well. Kim McNeil joining us. East Carolina taking on Hampton 11 a.m. on Thursday at Menji's Coliseum. The Pirates will then hit the road for Wake Forest on Sunday and back home on Tuesday against Coppin State and the following Sunday against Campbell. Coach, we'll keep in touch with you, get you on during the season, but I may not talk to you again before Thanksgiving next week, and I love to throw out this question and and I don't know if you're in the Thanksgiving mood yet, but uh, what what's your all time favorite side dish uh, at Thanksgiving? Not the you know the turkey, but what what's your go to uh, must have side dish on Thanksgiving? Goodness, oh, you don't limit me to just one. <laughs> oh goodness, oh. that's the same thing I told Clip. I can't I can't limit it to just one. This is always the toughest question I ask every year to people. So. Goodness, I, 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 if I had to do one, I'd probably sweet potatoes. I love All right. sweet potatoes. Yep. Good call. Okay. Write, write it down, Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> Coach, we appreciate your time today. Good luck tomorrow uh, in the game against Hampton and the rest of the way, and we'll keep in touch and talk to you again here on Pirate Radio Live and uh, talk some more EC women's basketball with you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Kim McNeil joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Go check out the Pirates. Uh, bright and early, 11 a.m. tip-off time for Education Day coming up on Thursday, and you can hear – the pipes of shirley Rhodes on the pa let's uh take a time out we'll come back hour two of pirate radio live wager mcgee is in the house talk some action coming up tonight we'll talk pirates midshipmen and some big games coming up on this college football saturday and nfl sunday what are his thoughts on panthers football team we'll talk about that too when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent independent insurance agency from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk towns insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions call 756-8300 today now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock all right back with you on pirate radio live here on a wednesday clip rock here 
And we got a lot of football to talk about with Wager McGee. That is a nice size hoodie you got there, Wager. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Great. Yeah. I hit your Mac hammer down double up. Oh yeah. Over the week last week. Then we rolled straight into a loss. So we... uh, two losses, but luckily yeah. I forgot to put in Miami. So that's good. I yeah. made it out okay. We did okay. Besides that, I think. Okay. Really well in the NFL. Okay. We go back and look at that because we were four and one on both entries, so a lot of those things that we talked about were still there. But oh yeah, we went down your five, and you went four and one on those. I, in NFL, we did so, okay. but I don't. I think we would have to revisit. Somebody could fact check us out there. Don't do that, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, we've got a lot of wager loves spots. Like you love, you know, look aheads. Famously, your favorite Redbeard has a question. Is ECU in a look-ahead spot taking on Navy uh, with Cincinnati looming the following week? I'll answer that first and say absolutely not because ECU has been so bad, they owe revenge to everybody they play, including Navy, who they've only beaten one time ever uh, and haven't beaten them since 2011. But I'll let you answer that question, Wager, as a look-ahead expert. Will ECU look ahead to Cincinnati and overlook Navy? I say it is a sandwich spot for them. So um, there's oh, a couple of teams like that. That's different than a look-ahead because you, you're coming uh, off a big win. It's really whatever you want to call it, really. it's a, I mean, let down, I think it's just like what – somebody you know that there's not a big opponent on the next side right so you like you just beat somebody you weren't supposed to beat and you're celebrating all week or you get that six you know the six win to be bowl eligible but you're playing temple the next week that's not a look ahead you're not looking ahead to temple but it would be a letdown spot right it's like we had this big win we kind of part you know we kind of enjoyed it celebrated a little bit and we forgot to kind of prepare this week um ECU clearly in a sandwich. Went over Memphis 31 and 3 straight up. We talked about that, but they got it done. And they're looking ahead to Cincinnati, which they're going to beat straight up, as we predicted last week on the show. So, and, but they can't, you know, celebrate and bowl. There's a whole lot of things. I wrote them all down. Like Houston's getting mentioned to be Virginia Tech head coach, right? If I'm a. No. Yeah. 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 yeah, Because that happened yesterday. So, but stuff you got to deal with. Some guy at the store told you that? Yeah. Yeah. Some guy at the store. (laughs) Uh, He had a hoodie on, so I believe him. Um, Incredible. I mean, if I'm somebody at ECU, you ever been to Hawaii? I have not. I haven't either. If they're talking about me going to Hawaii Bowl, I'm thinking about that all week long, too. It's the worst thing that could happen, right? You just won. You got Cincinnati on a short week. Look ahead. You're also thinking about eating some turkey and stuff like that. You're thinking about going to Hawaii for a bowl game. Your head coach and your coordinators are kind of getting some love from other teams. And you have to go and play the most disciplined team you're going to play the entire year that you never beat right you all right told me so that before. are you taking you beat them once uh 2011 yeah, yeah you, i like i like navy plus the four i'm not saying they're gonna win but i'm getting four points right now i'm definitely taking the the right. home dog there in that spot so. uh let's senior go your day too, a navy and a, a military academy senior day is a huge deal because it is the last time those kids will put on the uniform and then they're off to service and things like that so it's uh it's, it's that season folks day. you got to watch out for who's having senior day who has five wins looking for six who's fighting for a spot in the conference championship so more to look at uh this time of year for sure and if you uh, look at it, they are five and two against the spread their last seven i know we're talking about the navy game a lot but it's pirate radio uh and ECU they, is uh six and oh in their last six against the spread they're seven and oh seven and oh against the spread since Even they better. started oh one and one but 
you know it, look at what navy did at home played they played cincinnati really tough they beat ucf they played smu really tough all within like a touchdown on those cincy smu games just a tough spot i'm not saying they're gonna lose i wouldn't i don't think i like i I'd, if i have to go either side i'm going i'm going navy or maybe even the under because you know there's gonna be lots of running in this game all right tonight two games in the mac you've been pretty good with the mac and uh last week we hit our 100 point game didn't quite get there but it got over what was the total 76 or whatever it was 76 yeah i think it got into the 80s didn't it yeah oh yeah, yeah. It, like early in the fourth it was uh it was an easy one yeah so let's keep it going i've taken northern illinois twice in a in a row uh from your guidance and won last week lost the week before but had a nice money line with them last week so uh are we going back to the husky train tonight against buffalo I, I like Huskies. Shorts favorite on the road. Um, six and one straight up. Five and two against spread the last seven. I think they can wrap up, uh, at least if, if they've got to play one more week. But they're going to win that side. And they were preseason picked like near the bottom in that side of the MAC. Uh, Buffalo's 0 and 2 straight up. We just talked about Buffalo down a little bit because head coach Leopold and a lot of the key players went to Kansas uh, after, spring, after spring football, I think. that It was really late. And Buffalo's not finishing great. They're 0-2 straight up the last two, and they've allowed a total of 101 points in those two games. So definitely like NIU in the form they have right there over Buffalo defense. All right, and in the other game, it is... Chips. All right, Central Michigan versus who? I just lost. Ball State. Okay, anything in that one? I like I like the chips, uh, and this is one where I think you could get a high-scoring game. Last night was favorites and under, where it had been dogs and over, we talked about, but the favorites went 2-1 and one straight up against spread, and under was 2-1. and one. Um, Chippewas are playing great right now. They're four and one straight up, three and two against the spread. And the last three have been absolute shootouts that they've been in 72, 84, 77. Ball State's off a one point loss to NIU. Play tough could be a letdown spot for them. I like the chips, chips and over. All right, there you go. There's your Mac for this week. What, uh, what else, uh, you want to look at for college football? What are your, uh, what are your, Gimme's. Well, we got two. We've, we've talked about this before, and I think it's 5-0. and oh. The situation is 5-0 and oh, uh, against the spread the last five. And it's over a three-week period when an unranked home team is favored over a ranked team. Clemson is minus four against Wake. Wow. Four and a half is what I'm Four and saying. a half. I love it. Um, I mean, it, it's – they're actually – they've recovered a little bit. They're 3-0 and oh straight up. The offense is starting to come around 2-1 and one against the spread the last three weeks. And some of the opponents questionable, but 30-30 and 44 points that they've scored. And they've got a shot, right? They win this, and, and then Wake turns around and loses next week at BC. BC. Then Clemson will be in the championship game. So that's for this as well. I think it's senior – I think it's senior day for for clemson also yeah they are they're eight no straight up their last eight senior days they're 12 and oh the last 12 against wake so there's a mental thing there clemson has played good defense despite this yep. kind of down year right so how many points do you think wake scores on clemson because wake scores on everybody hey last year it was 37 13 two years ago at clemson it was 52 to three so Jeez. they've had they've had trouble scoring i don't see this being the game that and remember wake's in a bad spot too you love these spots but at carolina at in versus nc state the last two weeks really big emotional three-point games one way or the other it's i think it's a bad spot for him i really like clemson i think it's an early noon start right uh who is yes it is who's the other one k-state at home in a really great spot because they catch baylor off the big oklahoma win um k-state senior day 
and they're on a roll right now. They're 4-0 straight up against the spread since they had three straight losses. Seven wins already, so no pressure on that. They're 5-1 straight up against the spread at home. Um, I just like it. And Baylor off three big weeks in a row, uh, having won at Texas, the TCU loss, and then last week upsetting Oklahoma. But they're not great on the road. They're only 1-3 against the spread on the road. That one cover was Kansas. All right, uh, so there you go. Two favorites that are unranked, and that's just a formula play. Head coach being let go, fired. All right, so who do we got there? Virginia Tech plus eight at Miami. Uh, Miami off a big uh, game there. with, And usually it's just rallying around. We saw it with LSU when they announced Coach O wouldn't be back. USC when they let their coach go. Washington State after they let their coach go. All those teams are rallied and won. So it's Virginia Tech catching eight at Miami. Uh, I really like that. And the dog in that series has been pretty good play anyway. They're 3-1 and one straight up the last four years. I don't know if Miami's got much to play for there uh, after the Florida State loss. So and out of the uh, championship mix there last year, I think the dog has won nine out of the last 20 straight up. And then the other one is Washington, oh, uh, yeah. minus six and a half at Colorado. Um, Colorado put together two weeks ago to beat uh, Oregon State. But besides that, they've been really bad. And the last five losses have lost by an average of about 20 points a game. Colorado's 126 total defense. Washington's the number one pass defense in the country. So I think they'll hold Colorado down, do enough on offense because they struggle there to uh, to cover that. And they can win this and beat Washington State, and they actually get into a bowl game. So, All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Uh, Utah is ranked, so it doesn't fit into your team that's not ranked. That's a favorite at home. But they are ranked 23rd. They are favorites against Oregon. I want to ask you about that one. Also, Alabama and Arkansas and Ohio State, uh, Michigan State. So you've got some college football playoff teams there that are, uh, you know, having somewhat of a test this week. So we'll get into that. Let's take a break, Shirley. We'll come back and have more with Wager McGee here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, looking at college football Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and NFL Sunday, Monday with Wager McGee here on a Wednesday and uh, talked about a few games a moment ago, including tonight's Maction and East Carolina Navy. Let's look at some games that could impact the college football playoff wager. So there's three of them, and there might be more, but once I'm looking at Michigan State, Ohio State, with Ohio State a big favorite in that one, Alabama hosting Arkansas, 
and then you've got utah and oregon uh, pretty obvious answer to the question which team that i just mentioned is most uh, in trouble on saturday would have to be the underdog oregon on the road against utah right what do you think about that one? yeah i i do i i am trying to find my little write up here but yeah i like uh i like utah in that spot uh they are minus three and they're they're close to that they really just kind of barely slide in under the top 25 if not it would be another unranked uh home favorite there against a uh, a ranked uh, ranked dog i just don't think people believe in oregon they keep waiting for him to lose but in this one utah has the better defense by far 34th uh overall total defense oregon's 58th um i, I think both teams are going to run it both teams like want to they both have top 18 i think uh, oregon's like in the top five utah's at 18 so they're going to run it in good defense a 60 total seems a little bit high to me even though it's a pac 12 game um but yeah i i i i lean the utah side on this just as a home team and the better dog or better, fa- sorry better defense <clears throat> one of my favorite things to do is give up on a team and i just clicked on utah's schedule to see when exactly i gave up on them <laughs> and it was all the way back on let me find the date this is uh it's week two anyway when byu, BYU. just dominated them and I was like, yep, I've seen all I need to see of Utah for the year, but here they are, ranked, and they got, what, seven wins, whatever? So. Yeah, I think I turned them off like when they were down 14 nothing at home, uh, Arizona State, maybe in the first quarter or first half, and they came back and maybe won that game like 42-14 or something uh, and haven't looked behind since then. So they're just – they're not a team anybody wants is like dying to see live on TV. But if they win this, and they – because the Arizona State win, they're going to win the South, so – there if oregon gets there you know as the which it probably is this is probably a is going to be a rematch of the pac-12 championship game so enjoy this because you're going to see it again at whatever candlestick park uh <laughs> yeah i'm yeah, sure that's the arena that. they're playing at. well it's what levi's stadium is that no it? i think it's jack murphy stadium in san diego <laughs> um maybe allegiant did they move it to allegiant they could yeah actually you mm-hmm. might be right there mm-hmm. um yeah, it's been in like Santa Clara at the uh, yeah. Niner Levi's or whatever. Yeah, and Levi's. Allegiant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Wager, somebody needs to do this, and it might as well be you. You do the notes. You know the teams. Instead of rankings, we need to do college football tiers because the fact that the number four team is 19, 20-point favorites against the number seven team shows you that those numbers are way more far apart than they look uh ohio state a big favorite over michigan state and ohio state are they the biggest offensive challenge to georgia in america or do you have another candidate well i mean it could be i guess we'll see if alabama Alabama, if alabama keeps you know again it was new mexico state last week right so but if they if they look good again against arkansas and they go to auburn where you know they can struggle a little bit and roll into you know georgia with some confidence um to atlanta uh versus georgia i mean i think everybody will agree that's the first real good offensive test balance to running and passing and defense that can match up with georgia and that line came out i think i retweeted it so circa put it out georgia's a three-point favorite so for georgia fans that you know are like we we upset or nobody believed in us you're the favorite so you sh- you're supposed to win right now in this but i also saw the michigan ohio state line was uh ohio state minus like three and a half or four is that it yeah, yeah. it was yeah. Low, or maybe four and a half it was low but anyway ohio state uh michigan state what do you got i mean that, that 
I was as I started looking through this, 19 seemed high, right? Same thing with Purdue last week. They were 20, but Purdue that was in a bad spot off that big win against Michigan State. Um, you figure Purdue was going to be flat at some point, and Ohio State was going to start rolling. 19 seemed like a lot, and then I saw that the Sparty is the worst team in the country defending the pass. So they're 130th against the pass, allowing 329 yards a game. But Ohio State is 108th in the country against the pass. So I think this could be a, a rare – or that year, one year we have Big Ten shootouts all over the place? Yeah. I mean, it's 68 and a half. I don't – I mean, if it That's gets nice. bet up, I, I can't remember a Big Ten total at 70. But these two teams are going to sling it around. Sparty's got nothing to lose, right? If they win this, Ohio State's not even in the Big Ten championship game, right? Michigan State's already beat Michigan. This is – I mean, this is for the – whatever it is the atlantic if they renamed these legends or uh leaders and legends. leaders and legends yeah i mean this is for the right to play wisconsin in a game that everybody in america wants to see for the big 10 championship um i i, I want to take some 19 but man they're not going to stop the pass at all so i really love the over 68 and a half because mm-hmm. i think they will score as well because i mean, I don't is Ohio State really I don't know what Ohio State is we've seen them lose one game they haven't really been tested by an offense since this is the best offense they're going to see I, it, Ohio State I looked at before they normally finish with Michigan they didn't last year but the previous four years heading into Michigan I know it's different because Sparty's ranked this year they're 0-4 against the spread the last four times the week before the Michigan finale and in 16 they played Sparty as a 21 point favorite and they won 17 to 16 so do they already start looking ahead even though they shouldn't to michigan so i like sparty but man i love the over i'm excited to see some points and you also like uh do you like bama against arkansas i do that is uh nick saban is 14 and 0 straight up all time against arkansas eight five and one the last three years they beat arkansas by 49 41 and 34 same old bama same old arkansas that happens again this week I think so. All right. I think you roll it. So, I Take mean, the it. only Arkansas, again, you try to mirror, it's like trying to figure out what Ohio State is, right? Where is everybody in the SEC, I think, versus when they line up with Alabama? I think the easiest way to see is, like, what did they do if the other team happened to play Georgia? Arkansas did play Georgia. They lost 37 to nothing. Yeah, so couldn't do anything. Here you go. And Alabama kind of got things back a little bit last week with New Mexico State. And auburn that maybe doesn't look as scary next week so yeah i think uh maybe that late season alabama push team total bama minus 21 okay all right uh what else those were uh some of the games involving teams that could be in the college football playoff anything else for college i, I would throw okie state in that mix it's gonna take oh, a yeah, lot to true. get there but uh they're the best team in the big 12 best defense by far they're eight no against the spread since they started zero and two against the spread minus 10 and a half at texas tech who just won their sixth game on a 62 yard walk-off field goal against iowa state and remember they're with an interim head coach i think sonny cumby right is their interim head coach since they got rid of our guy matt wells but did you watch the ecu memphis game at all i'm curious um so one of the themes there was ecu doesn't trust owen daffer to kick beyond like 40 yards but he did a good job he had some big field goals in the game and uh, was the American Special Teams Player of the Week, I think. Memphis had a kicker miss an extra point, so they bench him for another kicker. And then in overtime, Mike Houston calls a timeout to ice the kicker on an extra point. They go for two, don't get it. And then you got Texas Tech dude hitting a what? 62-yard walk-off. 62-yard walk-off field goal. It's amazing 
um kickers do matter folks and well anyway I mean, just want to throw that mississippi out. state's weekly like comedy routine of, i think they had three kickers kick two weeks ago right and leach was saying he was going to just do open tryouts and but the the kid kicked the field goal after that they didn't need it because auburn couldn't stop him um i like i mean there's various things i'll just throw it out west virginia at home minus two and a half against texas we just said i mean christel conte's given sark a, a vote of confidence which yeah. means they're probably going to cut him loose anyway which and he probably knows that already and west virginia is so tough to play up there they already beat iowa state they play everybody tough at home I, i'd lay two and a half in morgantown a line that catches my eye utsa nearly lost last week to dreadful southern miss so that number, you know, how much does that impact the number this week against UAB? Only four and a half point favorites are yeah, the Roadrunners. I, I had that. that I, I really like them. So they did. I mean, but that was in between. That was a sandwich spot. It was between that UTEP, big UTEP game that they got up for there. And then this game, which is for that side of Conference USA, right? Whichever wins this is going to win it. And it's going to play our, our man uh, Zappy in uh, Western Kentucky in the uh, Conference USA final. So I... UAB is 4-1 straight up and against the spread since they had a loss with Liberty. But if you look at it, they're not great on the road. And they played a really good, tight, physical Marshall game last week on the road. So it's back-to-back road games. Not easy travel, really. I mean, Birmingham to Huntington, West Virginia to San Antonio. I like UTSA, number five ranked rushing defense in the country. Um, if all else fall, falls, I mean, the UTSA quarterback's the best player on the field. So he'll make more plays. I like them four and a half. And they've been a dog or a favorite of less than five, I think, four games this year, and they've won by seven, 14, 29, and three in those games. All right, uh, and I just want to tell Georgia fans to just watch out. I don't have a line on this game because it's uh, FCS, but Charleston Southern's the best team East Carolina's played in 2021. <laughs> uh, Jack Chambers, I'm looking at his numbers, uh, 2,455 passing yards, 17 touchdowns. It is kind of sad to see that they have lost to – what is that? Robert Morris, RMU? Yeah. Uh, they've lost to UNA, Northern Arizona. UNA? Northern yeah, yeah. Alabama. Yeah, maybe North Alabama. North Alabama, and they lost to A&T. So, Charleston Southern uh, gave East Carolina a scare early in the year. They played Georgia. What is that line going to be? Like 50? You think it gets to 50? It'll be like Alabama last week, right? It was They were laying 51 and a half, and the total was like, 58 or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever the math is because yeah. they didn't think that uh, new mexico state would score so uh which they did score first there was a time where uconn was beating clemson and alabama was losing to who wasn't new mexico state yeah it was i had a friend do what i did used to do with you you know it's like text way too early it was three nothing it was five minutes ago in the first quarter and he was like new mexico state may have been the easiest bet of the day and it's 49 to three at, half. at halftime so yeah, yeah like thanks uh see yeah don't send a text in yeah i i I thought 51 and a half was a smart move but uh you know you only do it to reverse jinx yourself which i tried to do last week yep when uh the whatever over we had was Uh, yeah that one you did it was like a nice Hey, I always do it too. If the other side scores, I'm like, well, that was a nice bat. Ball game. So, yeah, ball game. All right, we got to get to NFL. Anything else with college? Uh, I'll run through some. I like Rutgers plus 17, Syracuse plus 11. Rutgers is Penn State. Syracuse is NC State. Bad spot there, I think, for them off that. Um, over in Oregon State, Arizona State. Since Oregon State finally got to a bowl game. Besides ECU, that's the biggest news of the week. We finally got our Beavers in a bowl game. All right. Um, 
North Texas minus eight against FIU with that disaster that's going on down there. Wait, what about the play for the interim coach thing? There's is there interim coach? They're borrowing equipment from like where? I mean, he just blasted it going out the door, and they yeah. lost fifty to ten last week after he kind of blasted them. So, and then uh, they're they're a mess right now. Um, I kind of like and Marshall having their uh, dream crush season there. I, I kind of like uh, Charlotte to catch the uh, 15 there against Marshall, but there's just some games that nobody's going to bet because uh, they're ugly. Uh, South Carolina plus 7.5 against Auburn. Speaking of uh, UCLA, uh, oh, the Missouri, Missouri-Florida over. Talk about two teams that could care less and will just roll out there. So that's 69.5. All right. So, yep. Uh, South Carolina, kudos to Shane Beamer bowl game too if they win that i mean, I mean they're great. probably not gonna be killing so they need it they lost that missouri last week um it was like 31 28 or something like that but put up a really good fight it's a bad spot after you know that huge win against florida um and florida let what spotted sanford for a 35 point lead and then won 70 to 52 or something all right let's get a break in we'll come back we will talk nfl we'll look at i don't even know what games thursday night I gotta tell you, Falcons Patriots. I think it has something to do with my team I root for in the NFL and with ECU going back to a bowl and just our conversations and how much fun college football Saturday betting is that I've almost made a turn where I I like Saturday more than Sunday. I can't believe I'm saying this. That's how I feel at the moment. But uh we'll get into NFL when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live save lives be a hero and make seven hundred dollars your very first month donating plasma at griffles biomat usa it's the easiest way to make extra money start now at biomat usa on 505 south memorial drive make up to seven hundred dollars in a month and save lives now at griffles biomat usa a better donor experience and better pay now back to the show welcome back villa verde on 10th street and villa verde dose by the hospital are open for you serving unique and healthy dishes from the dominican republic order online at myvillaverde.com or the villa verde app order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All right, one more segment to go with Wager McGee as we look at lines for college football in the NFL. Got Bryce Williams coming up hour three. We'll talk football, also Pirate Radio Outdoors. And also make you a winner. Open up the booty bag here on a Wednesday. All right, uh, Thursday night football. What did you say? Falcons, Patriots? Falcons, Patriots, Patriots minus, I think it moved to seven. Patriots are rolling. Patriots rolling. Uh, I've I've gone with them three weeks in a row. Do we go four in a row? Well, I'm seeing six and a half. Yeah, it's it's really tough to back the Falcons, I know. But, I mean, that was the spot where you expected Dallas to show up. And it's at Atlanta. Primetime favorites if you want to turn around the primetime dogs now are 14 and three against the spread the last 17 so i mean think about all of them miami looked ugly and they they beat baltimore straight up san francisco haven't played well rams off a game where you expect them to bounce back san francisco wins that straight up and then uh vegas right was the other one so that was the one favorite that covered this week so uh, new england's in a bad spot and we'll say that i mean off of cleveland 
and I think everybody now is putting New England in like the mix to win the AFC or be in the top and playoff battle. The Catch next. Buffalo, yeah. Tennessee and at Buffalo the next two weeks after this. Oh, so, wow. so this is between Cleveland and those in this one. It's uh, the poor little Atlanta Falcons staying there. So, um, I don't. I, I think if you got I, I, it's ugly, but I would probably look at taking the Falcons plus seven if you can get it a little bit. So, uh, but man, New England's playing great, and it's Belichick versus Matt Ryan. Uh, but that Super Bowl loss wasn't his fault. So, all right, I'm looking for a good game, and I can't find one. Colts Bills. Uh, again, I'm looking for a good game. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. Uh, Colts are, Colts Dallas. Are, Colts are boring. Dallas Kansas City. Yes, that okay. is a good game. Yep. Where is that? That is in Kansas City. That is in Kansas City. All right. Uh, I'm not a big Mike Florio fan. Okay. But he uh, had a great point um, that the Chiefs said, all right, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, we're going to stink for about a month. And here's your opportunity to go out and take control of the West. And all of them said, no, thank you. It's yours. And now the Chiefs are going to run away with it. Does that do, do they beat Dallas this week? And and are they the Chiefs of old? After well, I would say that I think everybody in the West is not as good as they look. I, I think Kansas City will win the West, right? I mean, we're seeing Vegas since the Gruden and Ruggs situation. They've been a completely different team. Denver's Denver. I mean, they had a chance this week after a huge win. And turns the, out the Chargers, no matter who the personnel or coach is, are still the Chargers. They just can't win. And they, they lose all these close games. And, you know, that was I, – I can't see them winning it either. So, um, Kansas City's got the experience, got the coaching. They'll win that side. Plus, I'm looking at the schedule. They get Denver at home. They get Vegas at home. So – and they're at the Chargers on a short Thursday night week. But of all of them, they'll have – you know, they'll have half the crowd there at that one. I don't know if they beat Dallas. I mean, it's still, even with that, and everybody's like, they're back, they're great. I don't know. They're still one and three against the spread. They barely beat Jordan Love and and then Daniel Jones the week before that, and they didn't beat Tennessee the week before that. So they're also four, 15, and one against the spread the last 20 games overall. I know, I know. And they're 0 and five against the spread the last five at home. I like, especially Dallas. I mean, it's amazing because Dallas is such a public team and they look so good in that game. But if that number gets to three, that's a that's an automatic play for Dallas right now. Everybody that's teasing it up on the Wong teasers that we talked about, yeah, that's one that I would look at right away and tease up to eight and a half. Uh, let's go local. Cam Newton is back. Panthers against Ron Rivera. Washington beating Tampa somehow last week. Uh, so what do you think about the Panthers? Three and a half home favorites against Washington. I mean, it's a it, both of them, right? Carolina off that big upset wins the ten point. Both of them were ten point dogs, and both of them went straight up. So it's you know usually in those spots a team is down a little bit more than than uh, you know, and you would look at the other well, the side. The Panthers but, are going to be jacked up. Cam's first home game, all that you know. Yeah, emotion. I, Washington, despite the win, I mean, they still only had 322 yards. Two turnovers by Brady helped. He was about Gronk and Antonio Brown, which seems to be his main two weapons. In the last four games, they're only two of ten in the red zone. And that is really two of four last week in, in Tampa Bay. The previous three, they were 0 of six. So, I like I like Carolina's defense. It's by the a, way, Christian McCaffrey's still really good. Yeah, man. McCaffrey. And that, that's I think we talked about. It. I loved I loved Carolina. I didn't have money line, but I loved them last week in that yeah, spot. You did because you get week two in that they knocked the rust off, and plus you get Darnold out of the way, and Walker was going to manage that game the way that 
Matt Rule wants it managed, and he knows he can. So, I uh, once the Cardinals and Chandler, does it always seem like when the Panthers play the Cardinals, you get their third string quarterback? Remember that playoff game? It was like uh, Ryan Lindley. Ryan Lindley. I want to say John Helter Skelton played oh, in something yeah. like. Seems like you guys just beat up their quarterback or either get to face their third string quarterback every week. Because Colt McCoy went out and they brought in some guy I'd never heard of. Well, who was the quarterback for the uh, Cardinals? I can't remember. It's the same one that finished up. And and Colt and T- and Murray are both kind of questionable this week. So um, Chase Young's out now for the year. That's why I, that's, I like Carolina on that side, even if it, it can maybe inflate the line, which is unfortunate if people didn't get it already. But um, they're going to be able to run it. It could be better overall running everything else. I, it, we got to check the offensive side of the of things for Washington on uh, some of the injuries they had. If those guys are going to be back, but Chase being out hurts them. It kind of all over the place, right? So being able to run the ball or uh, or open up for the passing and Carolina has rushed for 203 and 166 in those two wins that they've had in the last three weeks so all right Panthers the pick there uh what else is going to be on your five on your plays this week Colts plus seven I I I don't know why I mean I think people are backing off the bills a little bit but I mean people anointed the bills like the greatest team out there and their wins were Miami Washington Houston Miami Jacksonville and the Jets um and the three teams that they played the Pitt, Kansas City, and Tennessee is where they're one and two straight up, and the and the one win was that Kansas City banged up. Colts schedule much better. So Seattle, Rams, Tennessee twice, Baltimore, San Francisco. They're one and five in those games, but they're three and three against the spread. And then in those easy games, they've they've been able to to beat that. They, this is a rematch of the wild card game last year, uh, which was 27-24, and the Colts out first downed them and outgained them 27-22 first downs. 472 to 397 i know it's philip rivers not carson wentz so but they were able to run the ball they threw for 300 old man rivers threw for 309 yards in the cold they ran for 163 i i think the colts can go up there and win it straight up i just don't know why we're but i mean again it's every week it seems like everybody wants to make the bills one of the best teams in the afc somebody sent me a a dm uh apparently bills in season hard knocks when does that start is that tonight i don't know when when that is oh i don't know um but scotty montgomery former pirate coach uh is is in the video that they showed on the pat mcafee show so pirate fans beware if you're going to watch that you might have some some negative flashbacks um all right what else we just talked about the chargers i think it's primetime sunday night pittsburgh's going there catching six everybody we gotta start flexing games earlier in the i know pittsburgh's awful right they can't win they tie the lines pittsburgh's gonna win that game so i'll I'll gladly i will take the six i don't need it pitts still they're four oh and one straight up their last five and the chargers are one and three straight up and somehow the chargers are a touchdown favorite in a place where they never have a home field advantage there'll be more pittsburgh fans there than there will be chargers if you uh if you had a vase that was your wife's and you needed (laughs) (laughs) and you (laughs) and you were doing some home renovations and somebody had to throw you that vase from across the room would you rather be me left-handed or starting nfl quarterback mason rudolph <laughs> I've never seen you toss a ball left-handed, so yeah. I don't know. Or you're gonna Va- go with or, Rudolph or Vaz. I might go Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. 
It, it, to back that up too, the Chargers are 32nd versus the run, and we saw the Vikings were able to do that and open things up. And that was actually a pretty comfortable win that the Vikings had there. It didn't even come down to the end of the game. Um, I like Man. that. If Gronk, and so we said Gronk walked through. If Gronk doesn't play, Antonio Brown doesn't play. Why the Why are the Giants plus 11 against Tampa? Yeah, I mean, I, you know what? And and I've learned this the more I'm into this stuff. You uh and and. You're comfortable being uncomfortable when you make these picks, right? Yeah, because these are pretty gross picks. Oh, but that's the NFL. That's how you. If you're do not, it. that's how I've lost a whole lot of money betting like you know favorites the whole time. And this year especially. I mean, look at last week. I mean, if you had data on games you love, like th- this is a lock. I, th- of course, your locks have been pretty good. I will say, wager. But games that you're like, I just have to pick this team. There's no yeah. way this team. Can, yeah, one of those. Like, yeah, it'd be like pretty close right yeah yeah i'm sure so i but i mean think about last two games they played last year pretty similar right remember tampa bay went to new york on a thursday night or monday night and it was 25 23 and jones threw had a great game they outgained tampa they out first down them and in 19 the year before that was jones first game down at tampa when they came back and won 32 31 so you're talking about a guy with an off week so you've got to get some of those guys back, right? You got to get Tony or Shepard or some of those skill guys back. Tampa doesn't really have the weapons of offense right now. How are you giving me plus eleven in that game? I'll take it. All right. Well, let's just get super gross and yeah. take the Lions plus eleven and a half against the Browns. It's not a bad play, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God. it's ugly, but I, I I couldn't find. I wanted to dive into it, and I didn't have enough time, so I was trying to find like because coming up is thanksgiving right lines you know the lines cowboys all are on that short thanksgiving uh, yeah. look at and somehow new orleans is now the thanksgiving third game in that mix um and that's ugly they're going to philadelphia's plus one now philadelphia's great because they went at denver absolutely new orleans is going to win that game so off that cover we talked about they should have won that game missed extra points but at least they got they got under the number against tennessee because we had that one too the, the saints plus three last week how about uh ravens bounce back with extra time at chicago this week i don't have that on the sheet i just can't i okay. can't, I, I got uglier than that i kind of like the jets plus three God. against miami because flacco's starting <laughs> you're just a sick <laughs> well, person it's a rally around the backup quarterback right so remember flacco played what was that game last year he came in and lit somebody up it might have been miami or something it was like a thursday night primetime game right, well um, okay if you don't like the ravens bounce back let's go with the dolphins letdown after a big win yeah big win let's i mean that. they're still they've still got issues there so they're i mean they're only the uh, here they're, yeah they're off the big win there and they are two and zero the last two wins, but it's been the Texans, the Baltimore. The offense hasn't looked good, and they're one and four straight up on the road. And they would only be they're only one because the the Dolph or the Patriots fumbled the ball two times in the red zone in Week One, or they're zero and five on the road. I you know it, it's NFL. It makes perfect sense. The Jets will win that game. Uh, the Packers, and this is probably not true, but that was an easy winner last week. Yeah, um, and it wasn't because there was some weird plays in that game. But Ugly packers uh two-point favorites on the road at minnesota this week i i like i mean I, i've been riding the packers the entire time they're nine and zero against the spread after week one with that weird game against the saints in jacksonville and even jordan love they cover that game and should have won that game i rogers can't be that bad again he was horrible in that game two of five in the red zone they're gonna be better 
I, they need to get a new place kicker. That's what bothers me all the time now. But I think that, you know, Crosby misses probably two field goals a game. I think that means they probably start going for it a yep. lot more. But no Jones, no Tunyon. I never thought those would be factors, but they are. But, man, they've all missed so many games. They seem Aaron like they're – Aaron Jones is out. Yeah. I, I like I, Dylan. I mean, he's, he's yeah. a really good running back. It changes the way they play. But he, he doesn't still, catch probably he, as much as – he still can. They they use him a little bit. They did last week, and I don't know who the third string guy is behind that. But James Starks, <laughs> uh, Edgar Bennett. Remember him? He was, oh, he was yeah. a good running back. They've always had great running backs. Uh, uh, yeah. So all right. I don't. You know that this is one where the Packers usually. I think they're three and one straight up against the spread. There they've. I mean, but that is. They are three and one straight up against the spread the last four so the last two years. Uh, they're also five and zero against the spread on the road. They just seem to go in there and six and zero against the NFC the last six. They control it right. Everybody else is falling down the NFC, losing games they shouldn't go. I mean, he can just if he can focus on what's going on on the field. Um, I mean, I don't. Do they lose again? Does Green Bay lose again? It doesn't matter. You got to go through there. Somebody's got to go into Green Bay and try to beat them. All right, let's wrap it up uh, with you taking Jaguars plus six against the Niners. Yeah, it would be a spot where they would do it. So they play tough. I would, I would look more. I still don't know the Arizona quarterback situation, but Russ is not going to be that bad in week two. This is bounce back, like McCaffrey. What we talked about. He's going to be a whole lot better in week two. Russell Wilson, home dog. Yeah, home dog. I mean, and again, if Murray even plays, he's banged up. Colt's not. Colt McCoy's not going to play. Um, Green Bay's defense is playing really well, and Seattle's been solid in all the games. I, I love the second game back for Russell. He's it's the first time he's ever been shut out. So plus like that. three, is that yeah, it? I see plus two right now. Two. So uh, maybe there's more chance that those hey, grab it now if you like it because if if some reason you get the third string quarterback the hawks will be favored by the game by the time that game starts all right go uh northern illinois tonight yep and points and the chippies. central michigan as well chippies game okay yep. wager thanks for hanging out hey thanks for having me uh guess the line ecu uh oklahoma basketball tomorrow night oh is that where's that charleston or something uh, like myrtle, myrtle beach. beach bonnies are in charleston oh yeah yes yeah, all that yeah <laughs> um I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm still not in that mode. So neutral site was that Oklahoma nine. Okay. I think you're giving them too much. ECU too much credit there. Uh, Oklahoma's not ranked, are they? Nah, they're nah, but they Kruger retired, right? Yeah. They have the coach from, uh, sister Jean. Yeah. I think Lon moved back to Vegas to, uh, be with his son. So Kevin's starting out three and oh, where at UNLV? Yeah. Head coach UNLV. Kevin Kruger. Mm -hmm. All right. Did not know that. Star player the last time they went to the Sweet 16, whatever year that was. Look at you with your college basketball knowledge. I was out there during that time. You know that. All right. Let's uh, get out of here. Thanks, Wager. Enjoyed it. All right. Thank you. See you uh, Friday for the big rush in the field win. Next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. Yeah, whatever. One week at a time. See, you're looking ahead. Yeah. Don't let that affect your bets this week that you're looking at. I'm in a sandwich week on my pick. (laughs) (laughs) A turkey sandwich week. Bryce Williams joins us when we return Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. We'll also make you a winner. Open up the booty bag. It's all ahead when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, The Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty, Big Hour 3 on tap here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Cliff Brock, and Bryce Williams, uh, uh, former ECU tight end, joining us on the program. Bryce, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. First time ECU's been back to a bowl game since you were around. Since I was around. That's crazy, right? I know. Uh, Pirates get it done on the road at Memphis. That's a good win against a... Yeah a strange team it feels like they should be better than they are but that's a good team they beat especially at home bryce on saturday yeah definitely so um you know i think for the past was it i think i saw um memphis has been to eight straight bowl games is that right sounds about right stat i saw during the game oh man the stat they showed with the most uh was it eight plus win seasons in a row and they were up there with all the big guns right and i wasn't you know obviously it wasn't i haven't been following memphis this year but I was just assuming, yeah. I mean, they're going. You know, of course, they were a good team, but um, they've typically kind of been a powerhouse in the AAC for the last several years. So you're kind of expecting that, um, you know. But for us to, you know, knock them out, bowl, you know, obviously bowl eligible now was a little stressful <laughs> towards the a end. Bit. And everything. I, I was going to ask if you're still upset with the clock man. We're going, yeah, we were get to that. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, I mean the that was very frustrating because obviously i think the, the way it looked like it was played out in the game would have been over long before the um for the overtimes but i was kind of thinking on the way here you know it allows the team to i mean just work on being in really really stressful situations you know for you know to push it into overtime with you know you don't know what could happen um you know but for us to score first and then you know of course then they get a rushing touchdown and then you know oh well they're going for two and you're like oh god you know and uh i mean for it to you know obviously not get complete so i think it you know in a way it kind of allowed the team like i said to be to play in really tense situations that has uh you know a lot on the line and fortunately you know it um worked out in our favor and the guys you know held them off should i read your text or uh yeah sure if there's no swear words in there well there's a couple uh <laughs> saturday 251 why in the hell did we just leave memphis all this time <laughs> and i said no idea and he said i hope it don't bite us in the ass <laughs> and i said watch your language and he said well my neck <laughs> so bryce the pirates win the game and you said i wish we didn't make it so nervous giving them that much time some b i don't know yeah oh, you might have left b, off like uh some b like uh some i got you in your blank and i said celebrating right now bryce I we'll know. complain later I this know. is after the game you're still <laughs> upset and we just got our sixth win i know i feel like it almost was raining on your breast like, thank god i did kind of just uh <laughs> rain on there uh, on clips little nah, you couldn't bring me down to that point we were having fun calls on the fifth quarter we yeah. were celebrating but you were still wondering and 
I tell you what, let's hear what Mike Houston had to say about it, Bryce. Well, so why did they the score so fast? I t- I yeah. Uh, I tell you what, it would have been a huge topic and the only topic just about if they'd have lost that game. Oh my god. But goodness. when you win, you kind of talk about other stuff right, first. Right. Uh Shirley cut six. He talked about scoring quickly during that final drive of the game on regulation. Going into the game, we knew Memphis was going to be tough inside the 10-yard line. I mean, they gave people fits all year. I mean, they, they are a big, strong front. They had such length at the linebacker level. Uh, and then just, you know, what they were doing down there was kind of feast or famine. Uh, and, you know, we'd struggled a couple of times to get in, end up kicking three short field goals, you know, earlier in the ball game. So at that point, the focus was more on just getting in. Uh, you know, it's – Okay, let's run some time off. How, how are you going to do that? You going to take a loss on a play? Uh, you know, it's so it's it, it's tough when you get down there against a team like that. And so the balance to me was not much of a balance. It was get the score, uh, and then trust our defense to try to get a stop. They're at the mm. one, and it's first yeah. and goal. So what they could have done was run the play clock down, right? Uh, and then snap the ball. Now, if you do it too close to zero, the defense knows when the snap's coming, so right, you got right, all right. that. So. I, I see both sides of it. I would have preferred they 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 kind of relaxed and took some time off the clock. Mm-hmm. But Holt Nailers, when we talked to him Monday, said the same thing Mike Houston said there and also said, I was trying to go faster because Memphis, he said, if you notice, they would not line up until like the very last second. They would, he said that they like to steal signals. That was his mm-hmm. wording. And they like to line up the last uh, second to not show you what they're doing, right. you know, pre-snap. And he said the faster we could go, we had them on their heels at that point. Right. Go ahead and cash in the touchdown. So that makes sense Definitely too, right? So, yeah. so, you know, both sides. Okay, yeah, I can uh, – hearing those explanations, that's something with them, you know, doing, you know, their film study yeah. and things of that nature, knowing, you know, I don't know, I haven't paid attention to, uh, you know, Memphis – Memphis's uh, statistics, um, you know, through the years. So I mean, it definitely makes sense. I don't. I mean, that's a you know very good reason. And you know, if you're got a team on their heels, um, it's like I said, feast or famine, and you feel like you're you know pushing them on the line. They're like they're on their uh, on the edge. I mean, why not you know score fast and you know trust the defense? It would have been nice to uh, if it wouldn't if they wouldn't have scored and yada yada yada. But we won. Um, so it is a great feeling. Um, I'm, I'm glad it worked out in our favor for sure. Not to bring back uh, bad memories, Bryce, but uh, ECU Cincinnati mm. 2014. You guys yeah. scored a touchdown with a minute two left to take a one point lead. And we were saying that night that ECU scored too fast. Do you remember this game? I, I would, ah, and fake. then they come down and kick a field goal. And I think they got a, a weird yeah. return at the end, but they kicked the field goal with 15 seconds left to mm-hmm. win the game of 47 yarder. But those are are tough situations, man. Where yeah. look, the main thing obviously is to score. Totally. If you don't yep. score, it don't matter how much time you leave the other team exactly because you hadn't scored. Right. So right. you gotta at times trust your defense. Now on this night, uh, East Carolina gave up 54, really 48 points because the last one was on a. I think a mm. lateral play. Oh, yeah. But in this particular game, ECU's defense had done a pretty good job against Memphis, so you can trust your defense a little more. So it's one of those tricky situations, mm-hmm. you know? God, that was a fr- I remember losing by that field goal that year, and then I remember losing by that field goal my senior year. On a Friday home. after God, Thanksgiving to Cincinnati. Me, that makes you say my neck. And that yeah. one, Bryce, uh, I hate the word. That down. was our bowl. That was the bowl. Now I'm bumming game. him out. That was to get the six wins. It was. You know, and looking back on, I was like, you know, I am. 
ready to get something but i was like man that would have been really cool to go on a bowl game my senior year you know but hey and then rough gets fired rough gets fired and stuff really hits the fan fan. i mean and now here we are back in a bowl game and you feel like we are climbing climbing baby yeah i mean i'm fired up i I mean hopefully that'd be pretty cool you know if it's a myrtle beach game yeah i think we'll have a pretty good following there the options Um, are myrtle beach bowl you got military bowl in annapolis a couple of florida bowls like you went to bryce won the cure bowl in orlando i think gasparilla is in tampa is that right uh no no more st petersburg bowl i don't think so um there is the fenway bowl you know where that is in boston fenway park is going to host a bowl game with the green monster and all the seats are really tight in that oh yeah you've been been yeah that'd be coming that's a drive i'm hoping a florida bowl would be cool for the guys that'd be cool myrtle beach would be pretty cool you know what the team wants the guys we talked to monday hawaii bowl which is, is also a possibility yep it'd be cool was it 24 it's christmas eve or after Christmas? now we don't want that game yeah because we would be here christmas eve night and doing the post game show oh. on christmas morning at 3 a.m so we are definitely rooting against Yikes. that one yeah that's not very good for the old pie radio crew there. but uh hey great to have these options right for Bryce? sure i mean as a player do you remember like locking up your six win and then did you ever look at a list like i think we did uh, yeah, yeah i think uh i feel like for some reason i feel like rocco was like <laughs> the guy who paid attention to um the bowl uh predictions yeah. I, I, for some reason that came to me so it's got to be right right yeah um yeah, I mean, once you got that six wins, it was fun. You're like, all right, and let's, you know, you kind of, you know, you're like, all right, cool, go on a bowl game. That's going to be awesome. But you know, obviously, now you can almost have a little bit relaxed mentally, but obviously still be ready to just keep winning. That's a Get tricky that's a, spot, man. Yeah. Because for me, I, and I said this yesterday, like, I feel like we reached the finish line. I've already, uh, <laughs> I got my my water, my Gatorade. Yeah. I'm done. These players got two more regular season sure. games, a bowl game, like so much more ahead of oh, them. Oh, no doubt. So you just hope that they they don't take the foot off the gas. They did their celebrating. Hopefully they got it they, out of their yeah, system. Yeah, they saw what happened when they kind of got complacent and, you know, against what win was Charleston the, Southern, I guess. Yeah. The, was it Charleston? We were, whatever game it was, we won. And then they're like, oh, cool. Like, we just won you know our third game or whatever it was and then we almost lost mm-hmm. so it must have been the charleston southern game right? yeah, so we've sort of seen they have seen what uh sort of chilling and getting uh too uh big-headed i guess you could say the good news things. is they look if you need some motivation east carolina's one and seven all time against the navy mm. and hadn't beat them since 2011 by the way coming up thursday on the show we'll talk to the only pirate quarterback to beat navy and that is dominique davis he'll join us uh, coming up thursday wow and uh hadn't talked to him i don't think since he left east carolina so he's been in canada playing so yeah looking forward to catching up with him cool. on uh thursday so bryce you went to did you go to new orleans mm-hmm. against louisiana yeah. and then you had the win over ohio mm-hmm. that was St. Peter's. St. Uh, Pete. Beefo Brady's. Beefo Brady's. Yeah. And then was it Birmingham, Florida? Where is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Alabama. Florida game, yeah. Huh? You said Birmingham, Florida. Birmingham, yeah, Alabama. Against Florida. Yeah. Uh, I, I, first, I was about to. But, but uh, thank y'all for yeah, thinking like, that second. I thought Birmingham was a city in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you said it so close together yeah, yeah. so quick. Against Florida yeah. is what I meant. Yeah, that was. 
because i wanted to ask bryce did he know that the guy pooped his pants um not initially and then i started seeing videos and i'm like well daggum daggum i thought i smelled something out there. <laughs> luckily he was on offense so yeah. he didn't have to go i feel like zeke like tackle him or be will or somebody Did he literally knocked the bleep out of him yeah i, I guess so I, well, zeke's done it so him and be will um gosh did that, did that ever happen to you on the field thank goodness no i think the last time it happened to me it was in like little league practice <laughs> like literally uh like fourth or fifth grade okay so it has happened it has happened yeah hey it happens yeah bleep happens right yeah, exactly happens. sometimes literally uh well i'm sure we've asked you bryce what was your favorite uh bowl trip out of the uh the oh it would have been cool wait we did wait i did win both beef brady bowls because I went with Marshall, and then I went with D.C. So, definitely the Tampa was fun. Um, had a good time in New Orleans. Um, would have been, obviously, better to win. Probably the Florida Bowls would have been cool, uh, or the coolest, actually. It was, you know, of course, the weather was nice. So, and, um, and what about, like, leading up to the uh, the game itself, like the activities? Florida, yeah, Florida by Florida. That was it? Okay. Uh, Birmingham was, like, was yeah. cold. We. Uh, we, the stuff we did outside of team activities was more fun. Okay. We'll just say that. Such as? Well. Enjoying the nightlife? Enjoy. We'll just say enjoying the nightlife. All right. Yeah, yeah. the Birmingham ball was like, I mean, it was glad to be at a ball. Sure. Gifts, but, you know. Yeah, I was there at that bowl game. Or, and, uh, yeah. It, just the atmosphere was uh, different. Yeah, it was just pretty much. I, it's <laughs> definitely not as great as a. Uh, bowl in florida yeah the tropicana field and well i mean what does that week consist of i mean i'm, I'm sure like a trip to the um, beach yeah uh, i mean should we the first jet night skis maybe uh never had to do jet skis we did go to the beach but like the first i remember the first night um you know we get there traveling we got a you know a dinner some dinner cruise on a night no big boats that was pretty cool to you know be out there we went out in the tampa bay and you know got to eat on a you know this nice boat and things like that so that was cool um and you know, then you know obviously your practices but you know team activities what did we we went to a comedian one time um and then i think it was the day before the game um that we had like um that's when like the belly flop and things of that nature that jt I, boyd you said or who, like who had the J- famous i feel uh, like it was jt or maybe yeah. it was uh i feel like it was cj JT. no it was either jt or powers champ. what was his powers um he just wanted a lineman there um well, I think we won it, but that you know that was fun. It was almost like, well, I guess you could say a festival stuff. Your food, your hot dogs, and it was a good time. It was a good time out there. I I am uh, kind of jaded on bowls now that I, now I'm happy because ECU's in one. But mm-hmm. like, if, as a fan, you always want like stakes on a game. And in the regular season, if you win, you get closer to a conference championship, or yeah. you get closer to becoming bowl eligible. That's the yeah. thing. But the bowl game itself. You win, you go home. You lose, you go home. Either way, the season's over. Right. Like, does it feel like a real game is like to a player? Does it feel like an exhibition game? Like, does it have bigger importance than a regular season game? Like, how'd you feel going um, into it? Yeah, I mean, like any other game, because you know, you, you know, the competition part of it kicks in, and you obviously want to win. And you know, when you when you win the bowl game, you know, it's this big celebration on the field. You get a trophy. That's trophy. True, yeah. the, you know, the trophy ceremony and all that. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely. Um, you know, feels the same of, you know, being, you know, any other regular season games for sure. And, you know, to end the bowl game. It's like having that bowl game is just like that, just a little extra, like, gold star, you know, to your your season. Um, 
It's how I, you know, would feel about it. Or All right, about it. Chad uh, is asking, "Did you just say a cuss word?" I don't think you did, but no, these I don't guys, remember. These guys got hot ears there, Chad. They know if I say something. Chad also has a good question. Ask Bryce about the swag bags. Like, what gifts did you get from the bowl games? Anything? Uh, headphones. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the. I mean, it's I got a Yeti cooler one time. Some of the guys chose to get, you know, you could get like a lazy, like a electric recliner. I'm sure some of the guys hmm. still have them in their house. I've got like you know Beats headphones when they were big. Um, do you still have any of this stuff, or is I it... actually do still have the Beats headphones? Yeti cooler, that's up your alley. Yeah, I had the Yeti cooler, smaller um, one. Um, so that one was cool. You know, my first Yeti, I thought it was neat. Um, you know, clothes, shoes, um, knickknack, paddy wax. You know, just uh, <laughs> a bunch of stuff. I mean, it is a fun. It's a fun time. You know, yeah. just some of your bigger ticket items that you could like choose. Just like almost some of the stuff is like points. Mm-hmm. that you could do did um, you get any like shopping sprees i see those are popular or, like we, gift cards we, or we got we got oh wait mm, i feel like we got something from best buy one time yeah and we could utilize it in the thing like they brought stuff to like the hotel wow and stuff i mean it, it is it's That's a fun time neat. i'm really excited you know these guys it's um i was thinking about when you know when we obviously got bowls i mean it's none of them have ever been to a bowl know the experience um you know i'm excited for them and it's like like see it's like two three christmases you know you get these cool gifts the gear you know the gear is nice um you know bags it's yeah they'll get a it is you feel like you're just getting pampered you're like dang this is awesome so i think they, they'll, they'll they'll enjoy it mike says you all if you win a bowl game you become one of the relatively few teams that finish their season with a win yeah mike i know that <laughs> you act like i think birmingham's in florida or something i realize that <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm curious though, but it is the anticipation birmingham well, was florida <laughs> <laughs> the uh what's fun is they know after the regular season the anticipation of you know finding out what bowl you go to is, is really cool yeah, you know, it, yeah. it is it's, it's fun because sometimes you know, the journey's better than the destination itself sometimes yeah when we're like birmingham we're like well, playing Florida was cool. You know, that's my first. Yeah. That was my first SEC team I played. But you know, play Florida. That's because I always enjoyed playing different teams. You know, outside your conference. Right. Yeah. That you know, is playing play. against players that crap their mm-hmm. pants during mm-hmm. uh, a play. Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. I mean, that's like once in a once in a <laughs> career. You, know, you get to be around that. That would have never happened if you wouldn't have got bowl eligible. Exactly. So. And going to Birmingham. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it was it's fun playing you know different teams and just kind of. You know, you know, saying who's Thank you, Birmingham. is better. Yeah. So it's it's cool. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We got a huge Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams coming up. We've got a giveaway coming up and a lot more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, uh, graphic designs, and more is Signs and Tint. 
Be sure to stop by their office at 801 Staten Road in Greenville, or you can book an appointment online at signsintent.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you as Bryce and I look at the box score from East Carolina's win over Memphis. Chandler, uh, do you want to ask Bryce something as we come back here on a Wednesday? Bryce, you might have seen it in the news. I don't know how much you look at Twitter and stuff, and but have you seen some of the stuff that's come out with our defensive coordinator? It's not good. Mm. I saw that because y'all posted it, the award thingy. Yeah. But well, other than that, after that, we there's been some bad stuff come out. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know. This is what people are saying about Blake. Well, I, I heard a few things. I heard he likes raisins in his potato salad. I heard that every time you tell him you like a movie, he says the book is better. Um, I heard he's a big fan of jorts. Yeah, he likes jorts. Uh, Leonard says that he hangs the toilet paper oh, he's, under. Oh, he's that gum under. Oh, that's terrible. Come on, coach. Um, Reports came out earlier that he shot Harambe. <laughs> uh, he listens to Nickelback. Uh, he's not a fan of the troops. Man, that's, that's rough right there. He talks on speakerphone in public. Hey, that's one thing him and I got in common. Oh, no, no, no Bryce. Oh. This might be your last show. Uh, uh, what else? He, uh, he, he likes pineapple on his pizza. That he does. Oh. He, he likes Hawaiian. He met his wife at a family reunion. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, why is all this being said? Because, yes, I'm trying to start a smear campaign so nobody will hire him away. Oh, so I'm like talking about how he's not only is he a bad coach, he's also just a, a bad human being, Bryce. Bad yeah. And if anybody out there wants this guy, you need to look somewhere just else. Just look somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, we have very funny listeners. We're able and, to deal with him here, you know? Yeah. And we put up with it here. And but and but you don't want him. Trust we'll me. We'll take the bullets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't want you guys to take it. Right. Uh, yeah. So fine. we kind of got this ball rolling yesterday, Bryce, and we got some funny people that listen and uh, and follow us, and uh, they've been chiming in on things that Blake Harrell. Uh, Shirley, real quick, get the soundboard ready. Tyler says Blake Harrell is not that guy, pal. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. Tyler also <laughs> says you want Blake Harrell. Is that supposed to be funny? Was that supposed to be funny? Uh, Blake Harrell brought COVID to the United States. Oh, oh goodness man. Gracious. He hands out toothpaste for Halloween. Jeez. Not a good guy. Not a good guy. Uh, <laughs> I read the He downvotes YouTube videos of troops coming home and surprising their kids. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible, dude. Come on, coach. Now, uh, back in your day playing, would you want a guy... <laughs> Would you want this guy God, as your defensive coordinator? Would you want Lincoln Riley doing this stuff? Uh, no, man. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, bottom, I can handle it. bottom line, this defense, Bryce, has oh just goodness. come light years from where it was. Yes. And, and he's been here, I don't even call it two years, because they didn't get a offseason last mm-hmm. year. No, so, right. Yeah, he's been awesome. The defense has been awesome. And uh, it really it, it's kept East Carolina in these games that they've been oh able to Oh, my goodness, for sure. I mean, it's – yeah, I mean, it's times you're like, okay, offense, you know, defense is doing their part time to get you know do ours but yeah defense it's been uh, i mean when you when we got the defense on field you're pretty comfortable i mean you never know what can happen but i mean i'm i'm pretty confident you know with what we have you know for as far as the de- i mean pretty much all aspects of defense you know our dbs um you know linebackers front you know the guys up front i mean it i enjoy watching them the offense did their part 
for the most part saturday look at these numbers 32 first downs Mm. 500 yards uh on third downs ecu was 18 out of 26 i was about to say the third down mark you know finally pretty dang good time of possession 43 to 17 i remember seeing that now the issue was they they left a lot of points on the field in the red zone some uh do we have some turnovers they the pirates had two turnovers holding through an interception in the end zone and also just uh they would cross the 50 and forget what to do right Uh, but that helped out the defense a lot when you hold the ball that much obviously and, for sure uh, let fresh them legs rest, so. no doubt that was, that was almost like we were navy and they were yeah pretty much team. and uh the pirates passed for over 300 yards rushed for just about 200 wow, so pretty balanced stuff. day yeah and you were looking at the box score saying well where the heck the touchdowns come from they all came uh rushing keaton mitchell had his in overtime mm-hmm. on the second play rajay had his at the end of regulation mm-hmm. and holden had yeah. one uh running as well so and keaton needs 17 yards to get to a thousand for the first time since the guy you played with ventavious wow first 1000 yard rusher could happen on saturday knock on wood we'll just wait and see what happens that's what i'm gonna say uh-huh. i don't want to you know you're a superstitious guy i don't know sometimes but yeah. In this case, you never I mean you should, you should never know. Don't count the chickens. Don't count the chickens before they hatch. Don't count the antlers before you shoot it. Exactly. Hey, that's right. Don't say you're going to kill right. a big deer until it's dead. Or don't say, ooh, I smoked them, and then don't find blood or can't find them. I've been very superstitious over that now. I'll wait till I'm holding him. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's which we'll get to that. Well,. <laughs> I tell you what, let's let's make somebody a winner right now, Shirley Rhodes, because we have a big addition. <laughs> Sorry, wrong button. It was right above. There it is. Scare me. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Big addition of Pirate Radio Outdoors coming up. I don't want to. I don't say Bryce smoked one. Hmm. I want to say he smoked two. Oh. 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 Maybe. Well, we have multiple. Oh, maybe. Let's I don't know. See. We have multiple. Did you do the uh, the Luke Bryan? Is he down? Is he down? Did you see uh, video of Luke Bryan when he shot that I, I was that excited. Yeah. I was that excited. And I was just by myself. I wish there would have been. Yeah. I was pretty I was pretty pumped. What, do you want fans like cheering you on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should have done Facebook Live. Bryce, Bryce, Bryce. All right, 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away today? Oh, where's my list here? How about a two-topping pi- uh, yeah, two pizza from Domino's? All right, oh, Domino's is on the line, 317-1250. What caller are you looking for? Caller 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. You can be a winner right now. We got more to go on Pirate Radio Live. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors, and we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 211 points and closed this afternoon at 35,931. NASDAQ fell 52 points at 15,921, and the S&P slipped 12 
and closed out at 4688 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And congratulations to Bill Carroll of Winterville. Picked up a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carryout only. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Barak. All righty, back with you on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Coming up Thursday, we will talk to former Pirate quarterback Dominique Davis. Also, Kevin Monroe will join us to talk Pirate football. Uh, we've got Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus. Also, touchdown Tony Collins and troy d in the five o'clock hour so a big pirate radio live on the way for thursday as we wrap up today's show still got 20 minutes left plenty of time to go pirate radio outdoors with bryce williams who had a big week and bryce i don't want to steal the thunder so yeah let's uh do it uh set it up chronologically if you can all right from when you last when you left the studio last wednesday evening right so we you know obviously wins this week last week was pretty busy in the deer woods we you know we shot we already talked about jay's deer yep great time <sighs> big buck that was actually last wednesday morning morning right? yeah. yep so you know that happens so i'm like all right cool so i hunted thursday morning quick hunt thursday morning and there were some deer out in the field but nothing happened i'm like all right but then i was like well shoot i want to get back in the woods you know last you know 45 minutes 50 minutes of the of the evening and I was like, well, I'm going to you know, jump in the woods, text a buddy. Um, actually, Doug Polachek, so, you know, he used to play. Oh, yeah. So um, I said, you know, hey, bud, can I, you know, mind if I slip in the stand? Sure. And, uh, you know, sure enough, that light, I mean, it's, I tell you, just that, we call it like the magic 30 or that magic little 40. You just feel like something's going to happen. Sure enough, Doe came out. And I'm like, hmm, don't want to kill a doe. I ain't killed a deer this year yet. And you're just going back and forth. And sure enough, I say, yep, we're going to let it, we're going to uh, put the hammer down. And sure enough, shot her and she runs into, you know, runs into the thicket. I'm like, I had to have hit her. You know, she was, she was less than a hundred yards. And it's uh, the hardest time remembering where the deer is at the time. You know, you're just so focused on the deer. You don't really, re- you know, recall, oh, it was standing here or standing there. And, she, and everything kind of looks the same probably too. Right? Oh yeah. Right. You're just kind of like, I think it was here, but she was eating corn. I swear it well. I thought she was eating corn. So I had corn out. You know, so we're like, oh, I'm going to corn piles, looking by myself. I'm like, I'm not seeing any blood. There's no way I missed this deer. And um, so Doug called me and he comes up and I had another buddy who was, he had another buddy who was hunting. Well, they come looking and I'm looking at the corn pile, looking in the grass thicket, you know. I'm like, where in the world? Like, certainly not. Nah, I have, I get like real pessimistic at the time. Cause I'm like, dude, there's just got to be here. I've done a miss. What's going on? I think I'm in the general area. Sure enough, Doug walks probably 15, 20 yards past where I thought she was in the corn pile. Sure enough, blood. And um, shoot, blood trail. She went 20 yards in the thicket. So I was like, oh, cool deal. Got, you know, broke the ice on the during the deer season. You know, got a good, you know, good healthy doe. Um, you know, skin, did the whole shebang. All right, cool. Well, Friday, you know, I hung out. Didn't, you know, didn't do too much, you know. That old deal. Well, I went home Friday evening, and my buddy was like, "Man, you know, well, I already talked about him hunting with him, 
you know, earlier in the week. Said, yeah, man, come on down. I wasn't going to bring my bow because I wanted to shoot a deer with my bow because he was seeing, had some deer, you know, in the woods. So it would be a closer shot. He said, well, how about you hunt this box stand? And my buddy and I have been, you know, hunting this land. He's had permission since we were probably 13, you know, just getting started, you know, kill some deer off of there, never killed, you know, anything too crazy. He said, well, hunt this box stand. It hasn't been hunted all year. And it's been the box, same box stand that's been there since we started hunting. I mean, so it's got some, <clears throat> a lot of deer been shot out of it. Yeah. And so anyways, so I jump in there Saturday morning and you know, beautiful morning. Like I said, it's like peak of the rut. And it was funny because it was whatever, November 14th, something. And they're talking how that's like the peak deer in the rut. I'm like, oh, well, that was pretty convenient. And um, so I'm in the woods and I see two deer in the beginning, slows down for a little bit and then turn around, had two, you know, two spikes um behind me well i got some deer movement well then i'm just sort of sitting there and i got you know this thin tree line to my left and you know then the woods to my right and all that and sure enough this doe just comes running stops right in front of the stand she's panting looking around and when that typically that means like obviously a buck is after her Hmm. so um you know so i'm like i'll shoot you like she's you know bucks after and all that well she and it's funny how it plays out. It's just like it was meant to be. Because if she would have kept going down to my right, I would have never had an opportunity. And so she cuts across the field, goes into another woods, the section of woods. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, let's wait. Well, turn off the see movement to my left to get my rifle. And, you know, it was a little four-pointer. He's, you know, drooling, huffing, puffing, sniffing around. He goes down to my right, out of sight. Well, then he cuts back across the field. I'm still thinking, all right, yeah, got some deer movement. Like, this is good. Let's, you know, let's see what happens. And then, you know, a few moments later, sure enough, I see movement again to my left. Still have my rifle up, and I was, all I see was horns outside the ears. I'm like, oh, shoot you. Like, let's get it going. So I'm here, and he stops in front of my stand on the shot, goes down to my right, and then I'm like, goes outside. I'm like, oh, goodness, please, God, bring him back, please. Well, sure enough, thank goodness that hot doe. Which, when I say hot dough, that means she's ready for breeding, you know, got her estrus and all that. So she's, he finally gets that scent back, cuts across the field, and, you know, I just let out, man, stop him. Boom, smoke him, he mule kicks. And you can tell a lot, like, kind of how your shot was, depending on the reaction. On the mule kick and his tail, when he's running, just going sporadic. Normally, that's like a hard shot. Shoot, he doesn't go 50 yards in the field collapsed in the field i'm freaking out still haven't realized the size deer that i've shot so i call my buddy up and uh he's like man that's that big 10 pointer that i've had on camera for two years wow has had only one daytime picture of him in two years and that was last year he's had one encounter of him like down a dirt road path and he was in his truck so never seen this deer wow. in person except for that he said man that's that big 10 pointer like no way yeah i still couldn't believe it. we get down there and certain enough i'm just doing happy dance i'm fired up <laughs> photo shoot you know it's crazy he and um i mean biggest deer i've ever shot and uh you know we measured him out um and shoot he was it was 144 inches and it's um wow pretty still you know i think i'll uh, boot and crockett a boot and crockett buck is like 160 inches but uh the measurements you know are your main beams your four girth measurements, your tine lengths, your width, and things like that. And 
I had no idea it was going to be 144 inches, but I had a buddy I said, man, that's who I talked to, told the story to, and he said, I bet that's in the 140-inch deer range. And sure enough, 144 inches and fired up, couldn't believe it, got him off, dropped him off at the taxidermist. And uh, so I got a deer head that should be ready in a few weeks. This one should be ready a few months and cool full of meat. And I still got uh, four tags left. So uh, one more buck tag and three more... Uh, no, is that right? What's my math? One more buck tag. Kill the doe. Kill two. <laughs> Great at hunting, not three. good at math. So I got three doe tags. And so does that mean you can only shoot one more buck? Or? One more buck. Yeah, okay. You can only shoot one, uh, two deer, two bucks in, um, in North Carolina. So it used to be four, but, um, you know, I guess management purposes, you know, they've dropped it to two. Um, but it's, I tell you, I'm, uh, I'm pretty, uh, you know, tickled to uh, have uh, have shot this deer. I mean, he was a stud. So you went from old. shooting your first one to shortly after that getting that big, the big fella. Yeah, the big fella, biggest deer I've shot to date. So, wow. Um, fired up, thankful. It's, that doe was it's a uh, like unintentionally great bait or a lure, right? For to, oh to yeah, put for it right sure. out there. Where oh you yeah. Need I mean, to. I tell you, during the rut, it is so random. If you get a random hot doe running through your field you're like okay you don't Something's know what's coming on if it's gonna be a little buck you don't know if it's gonna be this big mature shooter buck um that's what's great about the rut i mean anything can happen you know sometime during the years which you can set up in deer trails scrape scrape lines you know bunch of deer travel corridors and things like that pit i can go on about where you can set up but you got deer around in a hot doe, there's a lot that can happen. Robert uh, said earlier in the show, the deer are in full rut around the northeastern part of Hertford County. So mm. He knows yeah. uh, he's yeah, this that is, time. Yeah, this is in the central part of the state of Davidson County. So uh, maybe the rut, well, I'm sure it's kicked up. All right, man. Well, uh, you're hot right now. I am. I'm like, well, shoot, maybe I need to... Which I may, I'm gonna maybe try and fish Saturday, so maybe I can catch me a 20 inch trout or bigger. Well, who knows? Oh, I uh, that reminds me, I now I got so much of this uh Blake Carroll nonsense on my feet, I don't know if I'm gonna be able oh. to find this tweet. <laughs> I sent something out, um, I saw a guy catch a fish that was oh, there it is, very unique. Oh man, uh, jungle giants, uh, uh peacock bass yeah. that is in columbia so that is the i guess the country columbia yeah uh you ever seen anything like that before Bryce? never in person um i think you can catch those down in florida um okay. but uh yeah those are i hear those are super like super aggressive like smallmouth bass largemouth they're good but you know smallmouth bite harder than largemouth you know even because they're sm- even smaller in size but um I hear those things are insane. A big and they get big bass. and they get big. Yeah, that's those big bass. Bass. All right, great stuff, Bryce. Yeah, good deal. Let's uh, bring us some. Um, I don't know. Shirley said she likes deer jerky, but like okay. deer. Bring us some uh, some meat. Some someday. deer. I need yeah, to... I'm a huge fan of deer jerky. Okay. What do you do? With I don't it? eat your, anything else. Right. Like stew or. Uh, you can get stew. You know your stew cuts. Um, these last two deer i've done sausage and burgers i'm waiting for those to oh, get man. back um and then you know i keep the back straps and the tenderloins and i'll just you know cut those up and um 
you know, do like deer poppers or just doing like a steak. Nice. And things like that. So, I mean, I plan on, hopefully I can... Uh, can you it. have it ready by next Friday? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1130? Yeah, hopefully I can shoot another one. And, uh, yeah, because, I mean, I don't have the freezer space, so... We'll see what we can do. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Let's take our last break. When we return, Bryce's prediction for ECU Navy coming up on Saturday. He's going to pick the Pirates. The only question is, what's the score going to be? Mm. We'll find out when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your Buck scoreboard for tonight. Two college uh, football games. Buffalo will host Northern Illinois, and Central Michigan is at Ball State. Both of those games will kick off at 7 o'clock. Basketball in top 25 play. Number 23, UConn, will host Long Island University at 6.30. George Mason is at number 20, Maryland, at 7 o'clock. Central Arkansas is at number 9, Baylor, at 8 o'clock. And North Florida will take on number 2, UCLA, at 10.30. That is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall, your beacon of music in the land of pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night and during football season they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for an updated schedule and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alright, Bryce Williams is 6-4 and picking ECU games this year and I know that because he picks East Carolina in every game so it's easy to keep up with. Uh, Bryce, the 6-4 and Pirates taking on the 2-7 and Navy Midshipmen. Navy has knocked off UCF and they also beat Tulsa. Uh, They're coming off a loss to Notre Dame uh, but they played Cincinnati tough uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. losing 27-20. to 20. They are coming off a bye, so I don't know if you factor that in. But uh, Navy is not the, the – this is not the best Navy team East Carolina's seen. Mm-hmm. So they got a shot. East Carolina's actually a four-point favorite in this game. Wow, there we go. On okay. the road at Navy. So with all that being said, Bryce, mm-hmm. what is your prediction for Saturday? I tell you what, it's confusing because it's like they put up some points and then they don't put up some points. They don't put – you know, like – They've gotten better as the year go, has gone right. on. Uh, of course, Notre Dame, good team, but I thought they would have scored more than six in that Six, one. yeah, goodness. Uh, obviously, and, uh, I mean, I think ECU, I mean, shoot, why not? And, uh, you know, I think <clears throat> since they're not as good, I mean, I think our defense is going to put, you know, do pretty good on them. I think it's, I mean, it's always tough, with, you know, with, you know, the offense that, and that Navy runs. I'm I think going, it was 27-23, something like that last year. ECU kept them okay. in the 20s, so that was respectable. Okay, if we could, because obviously if Navy's pushing the ball, could kill our clock. Mm, I'm going to go Navy will be, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, this is hard. For some reason, <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm going Navy uh, 20 one okay three touchdowns and ecu's gonna be in the 30s i'm going 34 34 21 yeah i mean yeah i mean i think we could get the offense clicking and defense you know at least you know it's gonna be tough but 
you know all right i'll take it how about win number seven that sounds pretty good i wish we were have been uh keep like see what my what my prediction has been to see how close i've been um on these wins last week i feel like you were really close because you had ecu yeah. around the 30 mark and memphis oh, uh wow. maybe 20s lower 20s yeah there's whole nailers running over a guy Jeez. It's like this is what you want your quarterback doing, right? Thank God. Bryce, keep up the uh the happy hunting, man. Thanks so much. Yeah. And uh you said you might do some fishing this weekend. Yeah, so. I might I might do some fishing depending on how the weather is, so we'll see. Uh we'll be here next Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Will you be here? I will probably be in Winston. Okay. We might yeah. check in with you on the phone just to yeah, give, give an update a, give me and a, a prediction. Yeah, All right, we'll sure. do that. Give me a buzz. All right, folks. We'll see you Thursday, three o'clock. Looking forward to catching up with Dominique Davis. Mm. on the show on thursday and a whole lot more on the way on pirate radio live we'll talk to you thursday at three for shirley Rhodes, channel honeycutt bryce williams i'm cliff brock so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation